Hello and welcome everybody to this episode 14 of Alar's Refuge. I am your storyteller, William Boyles, and once again with me I have the wonderful group of Mountain Inferno. Guys, go ahead and introduce yourselves today. I don't feel like doing it. I'm uh, Brawl. Yes, this is uh, Trill. Great. I got cookie in my mouth. I'm fire. I'm keeping that in there. I'm just <laughs> telling you that right now. You having a cookie in your mouth and me explaining it, all going to be in there. Well, guys, this week we uh, find Mountain Inferno uh, kind of in a weird lull. Uh, you guys have been moving, grooving, finding trails that have led you to other places. You guys have been on the move for quite a bit. Uh, you most recently took a journey from the Dragon's Flagon to Trill's mom's house so that you guys would find somewhere safe to hunker down uh, in the wards that were outside of it. The entry of it turned out to be a little bit difficult for some of you. Some of you were able to find your way a little bit through a little bit quicker. But everybody managed to hunker down, find out that Pauline was safe and here. Uh, additionally, you guys were able to get word from Gravash that he had successfully completed the journey. Crete got to speak with Grace again after she had been resurrected. And a plan was struck that she would gather some allies to be able to come and help fight, fight alongside you guys to try and stop Resic because... The four of you alone going against an entire army may be a little bit daunting. Uh, so you guys now find yourselves, a uh, little bit after we last left off, kind of getting settled in. Where do we find everybody? Three is kind of alternating his time between different spaces and whatnot, depending on, you know, like the actual, the actual space given his extra large size. Um, he will probably spend most of his time in the bakery since that has probably the most space for him. Uh, and he will be doing things like, you know, his daily exercises, his sort of, you know, attempts at staying in shape while he's cooling off from the last few days and uh, getting used to the new sword, the weightless grace that he discovered and um, kind of just spending his time contemplating the the, the upcoming events. Okay, yeah, so that, that new sword that you found downstairs last time in that barrel, uh, Weightless Grace, like you said, uh, big hefty sword that you're able to kind of swing around, and because everything is really cleared out of the bakery, it's it's a decent area for you to be able to safely chop without necessarily hitting everybody. Uh, how about the rest of you guys? Where are you guys initially getting up to as you're coming into this long rest after everything you guys have been through? Raul is definitely focusing on trying to recollect and organize his memories. He's had a lot of stuff happen with his mind in the past couple days. And he's trying to, like, 
reorganize everything and make see if there's anything else he can remember, see if anything seems out of place, or if there's gaps that he can somehow notice. And in that same vein, while he's doing that, he'll he'll need to take breaks periodically. Um, that same thing has happened to a couple other people in this uh, dwelling. So if him being able to, like, if he has the ability to help anyone with their own memories by, like, maybe turning into a person from their past, if maybe seeing the person again can help jog a memory, he will do that. Um, and other than that, he will be trying to commune with his staff further. You find that speaking to Naya, now that you have done so a few times, comes much easier. Um, it, the staff itself in your hand no longer feels like you are carrying a piece of dead wood, but instead like you are carrying a piece of a live piece of wood that somehow is just magically enchanted to stay alive. You can hear her voice kind of humming softly in the background songs that you don't know the words to, but you know the melodies to, um, the kind of nursery rhyme things you heard as a child, stuff like that. So a lot of those old memories start surfacing because of that. And you start getting more and more of those images of you and Zill out in the wastes while your parents are at work in the fields. You see him, you know, coming up to very large scorpions that are walking in the distance and where most of your tribe would run when these things come, he would run at them. Um, very interested in not only kind of dodging them and, and eluding them, but like following them, seeing what these scorpions do. You see him writing in a notebook, kind of keeping track of all of the different wildlife in the ecosystem around him. And, you know, you're you're the little brother. You're a few years younger than him. Well, you're, the, you're not little brother is a weird word. Little sibling uh, with changeling gender, uh, who is kind of, you know, following him around and he's teaching you a lot of the ropes but at the same time there's still a little bit of that distance as he and some of the, you know the older kids will, will go out at times and kind of leave you behind and um you also get a much stronger memory of him leaving uh he had an opportunity because of a trade partner that your 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 parents had met that he was going to be able to go north into the cities and have a safe life there where he didn't need to worry about raiders from Elishad coming. And there was this hope that him going there would be a start for more people being able to go up there. As you meditate on it longer, you know, it was weeks and then it was months before you started to hear back from him, but... Eventually, letters started coming. He was getting settled in, had made very good friends, and there was an opportunity for you to come join him. And your parents would not let you pass up on that. So they put you in contact with a member of the Dimmer Guild who brought you in, set you up in a cozy little apartment that was in a precinct nearby your your brother, but not necessarily with him, but so that you guys could 
check in on each other occasionally and see each other. Uh, and then you get the memory back of him going missing. Uh, the two of you were supposed to be meeting up because you had finally been able to kind of put together enough of an identity that, that you would be able to sneak off for longer times. And the two of you were supposed to actually spend about two weeks together. Uh, and he never showed up. And it was about a week into waiting and trying to track him down that you remember you woke up one morning and you decided that it was time to go home. And you don't remember a brother after that. You never thought about him after that. All right. As you for say, helping, when you okay. say go home, is that like go to my new home in the north, or did yes. I return? Nope, south? nope. You went back to your normal life because you had moved here because you were the first one who had come up. Gotcha. As you also begin to try and help other people, you end up uh, working for a little while with uh, Nasia, Trill's mother, um, and you help her regain some of her memories. And not too long after you don't remember your brother anymore is around the same time that Trill's best friend for a couple of years uh, had gone missing. Um, and they had known him as Zill. He had not used a false name with them. And he had come there one evening late at night because he had been stabbed and injured and was coming to the alchemy shop to try and steal some potions. And, uh, Nasia was the one who had initially found him kind of sneaking in. Tarquin had come downstairs to check on what was going on. They end up finding this wounded child, and essentially Nasia just goes, Okay, well, I guess, you, do you have somewhere to go? Do you have anywhere to live? And he says no. And he essentially moves in with them for a little while. Uh, for a couple of years, Trill has a little bit of time getting used to having uh, an older brother around but very quickly kind of becomes accustomed and you know Zill is helping Tarquin with some of the stuff down in the shop and is kind of moving around and helping in the shop and, and get, getting it off the ground and then one day he came home from selling trinkets and there was only Trill home and she didn't remember anybody else being there and she doesn't know anything that happened. And she definitely seems like she feels guilty that she forgot. That is the main thing that you pick up from her as she is remembering all of this. Uh, Trill, did you let, uh, are you letting him kind of unlock memories for you as well? Um, yeah, as much as he's able to. Alright, go ahead and roll me a wisdom saving throw. Ah. Alright. That's gonna be a 17. Okay. 
the memories for you come up slower than it did for everyone else. Mm -hmm. You get a feeling as all of this is starting that yes, something is missing, but you can't really tell what. And then all of these memories kind of start flooding back in of you waking up one night to your parents bringing this kid upstairs, um, being introduced to him as, you know, a, somebody who needed help. Um, and, you know, as much as he was an older child than you, this was an equal for you finally, because you've always been a bit awkward for people your age and people that you're around. And you, you got along as a child much better with people who were a little bit older. You, you saw the world a lot in the same ways they did. And so the two of you became thick as thieves faster than you had ever made a friend in your life. Um, the two of you would sneak around, you would get into trouble, but never, you know, bad. Uh, Zill would definitely be the one to take the blame with your parents if you guys ever did get anything that was particularly bad, like the few times that you may have snuck booze out of the dragon's flagon before you should have been able to get it. But the key thing that you remember out of all of this is that when your dad fought in the arena for the last time that you remember seeing him, it was against Zill. He was the other fighter in the arena. Do I remember if he was representing himself? He was there fighting on behalf of your favorite company, Mixed Inc. Hmm. But I can't. I don't necessarily remember why it occurred, and at the it, time, I wouldn't have even recognized him. Would I? You you would have rec you recognized him at that time. It, it was after that fight happens when you are heading on your way home. You're thinking about meeting your dad. You're feeling betrayed because somebody who was supposed to be close to you is suddenly a mix-it person and fighting your dad and costing you everything. And as you fly into the door at home, getting ready to slam it because you're so angry, all memory of Zill slips your mind. And the only thing you can remember is that your dad failed. Was this um, after he went, uh, after me and him broke into the uh, yes. cellar? Okay. This was so, probably a week to a week and a half after that happened. So, because if I remember correctly, we went to the cellar, and I he didn't come home with me. Yep. And I wasn't sure what happened, but I still recognized him a week later. And then when I got home that day is when I forgot you, him. You could not remember him anymore. That is right. Okay. So in that week, he somehow ended up with Mixed Ink. Uh, beyond that, Naya tells you that there does not seem to be anyone else here who currently is under a memory spell, an effect that would cause them to lose memory. So if anybody else is missing memories, it would be natural. Okay. 
It's your run-of-the-mill amnesia. Yep, just your run-of-the-mill Pauline. Pauline and your mom are getting older. They, they forget some things. It exactly. happens. That's normal. Back out drunk. Mm-hmm. J- <laughs> Fio has drank drunk enough things that there are just certain nights she doesn't remember, and th- there's nothing that the spell can do. <laughs> They're never coming back. Uh, so yeah, so that is what you end up kind of in those first couple of hours in the, the revelry of being able to find out that, well, revelry is kind of a bad word for it, but, you know, after finding out that there's this memory effect going on, you've managed to kind of get it cleared out of at least all of the people around you. Okay. I mean, that was my main goal for the entire time here, so I'm pretty pumped to have that done in two hours. I'm going to spend the rest of my time communing with the staff as much as I can, trying to learn more about the time before the Guardians came. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yep. And I'm also definitely going to, like, touch the staff to that plank of wood I found to see if anything happens. We'll get to that. All right, Fio, what are you doing during all of these, like, weird memory magic things that everybody else is messing around doing upstairs? Yeah, she's um, kind of realizing everyone's kind of like in their own heads right now and also just kind of a little annoyed at that little answer that she's like kind of stuck here right now. And she's like, okay, you know what? Like these guys have obviously got some stuff to deal with. So I need to be thinking of ideas like what's next? What's what's the game plan? What's 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 happening? That's just her natural mode, but then everyone else seems to be floundering she's like okay i gotta step up and think of stuff so she is coming up with cheapboard 2.0 right she's like okay we're exiles now what does that actually mean Ooh, like we can attack people and hurt people and that's gonna be cool and huh okay and then she kind of jumps to thinking about this upcoming fight with uh, with Grace and all the Goliaths and like, do they realize they're going to become exiles? Do they realize what's going to happen right now? Um, and then depending on her level of boredom, she may start poking around Trill's things and looking for a certain diary to read. If she takes so, joy out of that. So everyone right now besides Crete, as far as I have heard, is all upstairs. So if, if you want to go upstairs and start poking around, you're going to have to do that while everybody is there. So I'm going to need you to make a stealth roll. Yeah, um, let's do it. Trill will be heading back down to the basement, though. There uh, we go. All right, so Trill's out of there, but but there's still a couple of other people who are up here. So go ahead and roll me that stealth roll. Let me know what you get. And stealth six. Six? Okay. Mm -hmm. So you start rooting around upstairs, kind of in front of everybody. And you just like, (laughs) tell tell me where you start looking. Because like, you, when you get upstairs, you've been in this house all of twice now because you left to go downstairs and come back up. Um, Mm -hmm. You know where Nasaya's room is. You know where, but you don't know where anywhere else is except kind of the Mm. living room area. So there are like two more bedroom type things that are kind of around a corner that you haven't seen Mm. or been to yet. And then there's this living room area. Are they proper rooms? 
Or is it more like a makeshift, like, there's, like, a little curtain between them, and that's your privacy kind of thing? Kind of real rooms, that, but you, okay. they're, they're down a hallway, so you're not exactly sure what's behind those two doors. Yeah, let's do it. She's just kind of like, like, okay, and then it's talking about memories and stuff. Okay, let's go down the hallway, and All right. she'll As... like, politely do a little knock-knock, and then open it. Uh... As you knock, knock, and go to open it, uh, I need you to go ahead and roll me a charisma saving throw. Mm-hmm. That would be a three. All right. You hear the word, not that room, and kind of freeze in place. Mm-hmm. And then after a second, the spell lets you go. It, it, she doesn't keep it on you for more than a second. And then you, you see that kind of Trill's mom has been following you. And as you were about to walk into a room, she stopped you. Uh, sweetheart, I, 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 you can please feel free to look around. That was my, my husband's room. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Very, yeah, it, I... That door hasn't been open in, in, in a while. Um, I don't mind if you want to go look around in, in Trill's room if you want, but uh, oh, that, that room could be that? off limits if you don't mind. Understandable. Uh, you know, and she's uh, going like, to put her hands if up. You like, need to, if you need to find anything like incriminating on him or anything, it's going to probably be in the back of the uh, closet area. There's a small little, uh, what would you call it, uh, a plank that's loose. Mm. If, you sh- if you give it a good shake, it'll fall down, and there's a little kind of cubby space that Trill used to keep most of the things he was trying to hide from me. Well, isn't that adorable? And you are my new favorite mother. You see a big smile comes on her face. I'm going to go make some cookies. <gasps> Most definitely my, my favorite mother. So she wanders off. Uh, do you continue going into the, that room or do you switch to Trill's room? Switch to Trill's room. All right. So you open the door up to Trill's room and Trill, give us a description of what your room looked like. Um, It's... Fairly messy, uh, even though he hasn't really been here in a while. But it's clear that when he was on his way out, he basically just tossed some stuff in a bag and left. And there's kind of, you know, clothes piled in one corner, um, clean and also dirty, kind of on the other side. Uh, The bed's in the corner, bed's not made. Um, And then just a bunch of notes and drawings and um, a bunch of kind of crumpled uh, papers, like, you know, tossed in the corner. Um, fairly messy, disorganized room. Uh, but the desk itself is actually kind of cleared out with a space in the middle uh, for, like, writing and things like that. It's really the only part that's kind of uh, in order, so to speak. Go ahead and roll me an arcana check as you open the door to this room. Okay. I have to do better on this one. Fourteen. All right. With a 14, when you open the door, in addition to the kind of waft of 
young trill smell that comes out of the room. Uh, you what also... is that even? Like he smells like brownies now. Yeah, it's like, like it's like it's like old brownies that have been like kept in the pan with the tin foil on it and just like slept on the counter and forgotten about. And then like a week later, you peel that back. That's kind of the smell that's coming out right now. <laughs> that that is very specific. <laughs> but in addition to that, on the air in that room, you can feel magic. You don't know where exactly. You don't know what, but there is some magic going on in this room. Hmm. Okay, first she's just kind of going to slowly walk in and just kind of look, not touch it first, see if she can see anything interesting, and then she's going to see if she can locate that plank. That Trill's mom was talking about. Go ahead and roll me an investigation with advantage. Mm. So first roll is a 19. And second roll is a 21. So uh, we're going we're gonna to take those kind of together. So you find exactly where Trill's mom told you to go. You find that plank. You pull it out. You see all of the notes in there. You can eat all the kind of little trinkets, and there's a few things in here. There's a thing that looks wrapped up that might be a journal. Uh, you're not sure. It, on the front of it, it says Trill's Journal Keep Out, so you're assuming that that's what it is. <laughs> but as you're looking through all of this stuff, you notice that as you pull it all out, there's a small little carved out spot on the bottom that has something placed on top of it that it looks like you can move. Hmm. Mage hand. All right, you use your mage hand. It goes yeah, in. Yeah, and she, and she totally says it as well. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in, it lifts the thing up, and as it lifts the thing up, the mage hand and... Your eyes, I need you to go ahead and roll me a constitution saving throw. Get exposed to a very bright light. <laughs> oh, no. What'd you get? Uh, um, a critical fail. Oh, all right. <laughs> This this light blinds you, and it's it's like a flashbang has gone off in front of you, and you kind of fall yeah. back, and you land in the pile of trill clothes, which to you is probably only like a size of like a quarter of a pile of clothes, so it's not a whole lot of cushion for you, but you do like bang into a desk and knock a picture off that lands next to you, and the, the glass shatters. <laughs> uh... Crawl, you are upstairs, so you might have heard that happen. I mean, I would go to investigate. I'm worried that it might be... Who knows? It could be love coming back with uh, Rupert. So you you pop in, you see her kind of starting to get up to her feet, probably grabbing the picture. You all right? Ow! Oh, I'm still seeing green green spots everywhere. He booby trapped his room. Is that his journal? I think so. 
My vision's not the best right now. What does that say? Uh, what? Trill's journal, keep out. Trill's journal, keep out. Perfect. I immediately start rifling through the pages. Tell us some Read of the, the things. Tell us some of the things that he reads out of there, Trill. Just give us a couple of lines. So I've started my new job here at the bar, and I've already been dazzling the uh, higher ups. Uh, they kind of see me as being a valued employee. They don't say as much, but I know it's because they want me to keep working harder, and I appreciate that. Anita is already heads over heels for me, I imagine. Uh, more details to follow. Uh, the next page would be is just, I hate my life. The next page is, well, things are going okay, but, you know, it's kind of boring. Next page, bored. Next page, bored. And then the next page is a doodle of me holding a giant sword with what appears to be Anita kind of like, you know, hold on to one. Basically, Frank Frazetta kind of like artwork, but very poorly drawn. And I don't have anywhere close to those kind of muscles. Uh, and I also don't wear clothes that revealing, revealing said muscles that I do not have. Um, <laughs> and then you have a couple others of me as like, you know, a king. And there's another doodle of me as a cloud for some reason. Um, then there's just, you know, various kind of, you know, notes about, all right, this potion didn't work. That one didn't work. Potions suck. I hate potions. You know, then a couple other ones just, you know, detailing pointless things. Found a lucky coin today. Next page. Lost the lucky coin. Coin's stupid. <laughs> things like that. Not a whole lot of uh, in-depth uh, analysis into, you know, my inner thoughts. All right, not gonna lie. Crawl goes through this, and he's and he doesn't really care. He's just like, "Yep, seems like a regular journal," and he just closes it up and hands it over to Bio. Uh, oh yeah, started a revolt at the local mix-it store. I'm not allowed back there. <laughs> well, it was less of a revolt and more of me knocking things off the counter. Also, had to apologize to one of the customers. You go to hand the book. Tale. You go to hand the book back to Fio, who like reaches out into the entirely wrong part of the room to try and take it from you, and you realize that she can't see anything right now. Uh, what did you do? I looked into a very, very, very bright light. Somewhere over there, and she like gestures wildly. Roll me, action. just roll me a, a regular d20. Okay. Twelve. She is pointing somewhere between the door and the closet, but it is it is at least somewhat in the right direction. All right, and one of the few times that I've ever used this for a real purpose in D&D, &D, I cast Lesser Restoration and Cure Blinded. All right, she gets sight back. Ah, thanks. I'm still like holding the book out. Squeezing her eyes and just opening them really wide. Ah, oh, that was painful. Ooh. Anything good? Eh, seems like a regular journal. Yeah, I like his drawings. Oh, 
She's going to like flip through to find them. She starts flipping those pages and time starts slowing. Crawl. Hey, sorry to bother you. How's it going, Naya? This room, these pictures, they're wrong too. The, the room is wrong? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it as quick as the other ones, but if, if you can let me hang out in here for a while, I might be able to make it right again. Is it, is it magic? Yes, and it feels like, it feels like the same thing that was on your minds, but I feel it on the, the pictures. And I feel it in the, the room itself. Oh, I'll bet you the pictures are supposed to have Zill in them. And I'll bet you that this was also Zill's room. So, I don't want to be too far from you, and I don't want to be left behind, of course, but if you just leave me in this room for a while, I can see what I can do. Oh yeah, no, you hang out here, and I will also hang out here. Let me tell you some more stories. And time starts to speed back up and you just kind of feel that humming in the back of your head again. I, I, just, sit down and, <laughs> I just sit down and start casting Detect Magic as a ritual to see if I can like help figure out what's here. Yeah, no, not a problem. So you start uh, working on casting Detect Magic right in the middle of that room. Um, you see, File, that he just suddenly starts casting Detect Magic. And I'm guessing I know what he's doing, because I can also... Yep, you you immediately start seeing, and you're like, oh, I know that rune. Yeah, like, what what you doing? There's magic here. Yeah, I know. My staff says that the room is wrong, or the pictures oh. are wrong. <gasps> Even Cloud room? What? The cloud trail. I'm sure cloud trail was correct. But there might also be a cloudzilla in there. Oh. Hmm. Well, I mean, would you like me to help? Got nothing else to do. Are you going to try and look back in that little cubby spot that you opened up? Oh, hmm. She's gonna ask, see if he wants wants a hand, and like that's kind of that might determine if she looks in there or not. Like she's absolutely gonna look at there at some point, but she's kind of like, "Hey, do you need a hand with this?" You usually have a quick little look, and then be like, "Yeah, come sit down." And I, I don't think so, mainly because I don't think I'm actually doing anything. I think it's gonna all be the staff. I would say that she could help you do the ritual faster, so you could probably get it done oh, yeah. in five yeah. minutes. I'm just saying that I don't think the ritual is going to actually do anything. Yep. You're welcome to. Yeah, it won't just be a minute. Yeah, you guys take take the five minutes, you finish casting the spell, and, and it is the bed, the pictures, a empty space that seems like there's nothing there right now. Um, and then whatever is in that cubby, those are the Ooh. things that are all fl flaring as magical. Um, all of them are registering as 
some kind of abjuration magic, except for the one that is in the cubby. The one that is in the cubby seems to be giving off a very powerful transmutation magic aura. Mm. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to just hang out here. And file. I'm going to hang out here and I'm going to see what my staff can figure out since it seems to be able to like pull memories or reverse this whatever magic is messing with our minds. So, mm-hmm. mm. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look in this cubby because I'm intrigued. I'll get blinded again. Oh. Uh, well, that's what I have you here for, right? Just going to give him a little wink and. But I can't do that forever. So you go back to the cubby, uh, you, are you just going to like look right in there or, or reach right in there or what are you going to do? Okay, so what actually happened with the Maytan? It like slid something to the side and then the flashbang went off? Yep. Like, it, is like, the no. thing moved or? It, the thing is moved again? now. The thing <laughs> is moved now. It's up and it's kind of a jar, but it's not like off yet. She's going to kind of look one side, look to the other side and be like, hmm. Hmm. And then kind of squint and go, mage hand. <laughs> Your mage hand once again goes over. It slides it out of the way very easily. Uh, and then the hand goes down into the little cubby and comes back up. And it kind of just gives you like a, there's nothing in there motion. Hmm. What? Your detect magic ritual very clearly detected something in there. Yeah. How big is the cubby? Can I stick my head in there? You're, you can't get your head in there, especially because it's like fairy size. But you oh, could, yeah, you could definitely get your arm in there. Okay, let's do it. Because she's like, what? All right, you reach your, your arm into the, the, the little cubby and you go down into the hole and <laughs> you pull your hand back out and you are now wearing a bracelet. It looks like it is made out of, like, fibers and, <laughs> like, kind of hewn stones. Um, and you have never seen anything like it. Crawl! What's that? And she, like, lifts a... Her arm up with a bracelet. She lifts her arm up with the bracelet, and you see your mother's bracelet on her wrist, Crawl. What? Where did you get that? From the hole! That... That looks just like the one my mother used to wear. Really? Y- yeah. Did... Did, did, did it also Zil just snap on like that? Oh. I'm trying to think if Zill took it with him when he left. Uh, as you think back to when he left, you remember that your parents each gave him a gift as he left, and this is the thing your mother gave him. Okay, do I know anything about it? Was it just a bracelet? It is, or? It is just a bracelet from your mom. It's just kind of a trinket as far as you know. I I don't... As far as I know, Vio, it's not magical or anything. Mm. Um, is it just really hiding weird in that it's here though that transmutation magic has not moved from the cubby hole and we both just hmm. get to know this right yep because you cast that spell and i'm assuming that like you know once you have it up you, you can just maintain it by concentrating and you're not concentrating on anything else right now 
So that thing yeah, as it came and, away and did not it lost up to like 10 minutes. So I'm guessing this is still within 10 minutes, right? Yep. Yep. So this thing yeah. on your wrist does not feel magical at all. Yeah. Okay. Also, how did this get on my wrist? Hmm. You do, you've never you've never heard of a snap bracelet? No. Canonically, this thing is now a snap bracelet yep. made of fiber somehow. <laughs> yep. It just is. Is it made of the same like type of material that the three and Naya are? Uh, it is not. It is made out of uh, some of like the the reeds that grow in the grass that were down there for most of the fiber. Okay. Um, there's also you know some some actual string and stuff in there as well. Okay. But yeah, yeah, they uh, they basically are designed to just like snap onto the wrist when you put your wrist in. It's just hmm. it's kind of a fun little gimmicky thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the best thing that I'd, like stick my hand in the holes come out with. I, I know you really like shiny things, but would it trouble you greatly if I could have that back oh. since it was my mother's? Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, there you go. Thank you very much. When she wants to, like, snap it on him. I'll yep, try I to. Hold, I just hold my hate wrist out. Ah! Oh, that's neat. You, you know the first time that you go to do a snap slap bracelet and it's like you do it not center exactly, but like towards the, one of the edges and it like pulls away from your hand kind of funny? That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. You've never <laughs> seen how this works before. There's still something else in there, though. There is. Hmm. I guess... I guess we wait. I that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna wait, see what Naya can figure out. Naya's the name yeah. of my staff, by the way. Oh. Nice to meet you, Naya. Does your necklace have a name? Um I don't know it yet. I could ask her. She you did tell talk? you her name. Oh that I didn't write it down then. If you look on your cool I... items sheet, you can look under Persona, and it's there. Oh, that's her name? Mm-hmm. Dahlia? Correct. I just thought that was her Persona. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think that that I just was thought that name. that was just a random Persona Dahlia there? Yep. Okay, okay. <laughs> Like, what star sign are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Dahlia star sign? Yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense. I'm the, I'm, yeah, I'm the Dahlia persona. Mm-hmm. Ed. Dahlia. Huh. She um, was an enchantress. Oh, like you? Mm-hmm. I gotta ask, why did you become an enchantress? Um, it's kind of embarrassing. All right. I mean, you don't have to tell me. But if you tell me, I'll let you look in my little book of notes. Okay, deal. Okay, so you met my brother, right? Multiple times now. Um... Most of my family is like that. Um, 
very slick, very confident. Uh, yeah, really great at plans. And and the women of my family, they are like just disgustingly gorgeous and just beautiful and charismatic. And everyone loves them and flocks to them and hangs on their every word. And I'm not like that if you have noticed. I'm um kind uh, of the black uh, sheep. Uh, out of character. How 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 attractive is your character? Like if you say you're not like that. She's she's decent, but like these people are like like drop dead gorgeous. Like <laughs> what's your what's your charisma score? Uh, my charisma is 11. Yeah, so she's an 11, and the rest of her family, uh, like her brother, her sister, and her mom are both 18 or higher, and Heru is even 12. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I mean, why, why did that push you to being an enchantress? Because to them, all of that came naturally. And the life that my family is meant to have is one of influence and power and money. And so I went to the School of Enchantment so I could make my own charisma magically. I mean, makes sense. Makes sense. A deal's a deal. I hand over my little my little notebook. Ooh. By the way, don't don't tell Trill any of that, okay? Will do. Or will not do. Yeah. So I, I'm I correct in assuming that your little notebook is written in some kind of cipher? So my notebook has a bunch of people's names, um, their races, their probable classes then it also lists a like two letters y's and n's with slashes in between and then it has sometimes a location sometimes an organization and then 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 there's a bunch of unrecognizable characters and then there's the final thing that has like it'll either say none or it'll have the letter n or g or k in a, in a row basically So hmm. there is a small section of it that is definitely ciphered. But you can you can look at this and see all of the people that like I've gotten information on. And I actually need to update it, the one that you're looking at, because there's some more in there. Wait, you mean what do you mean by gotten information on? I mean you have to know by now. That's what I do, is I collect information on people. What information do you have on me? I'm in here. I also like how you don't know where I'm from. Yeah, where are you from? Yeah, not around here. Okay. I mean, I I have listed what you see here, and then I also just learned that new fact about you. Oh, you're putting that in the book. I mean, I won't put that in this one. I'll put it, it will be in the section that is uh, ciphered so that no one else can tell what it is. 
Ooh, so the cipher is like the dirty secrets part? Um, some of it, yeah. Hmm. And you like sell this to people? Oh no. Well, maybe. Hmm. You have to, I'm assuming you've learned by now that I'm not really a fan of fighting, right? Mm-hmm. So a little bit of blackmail, maybe? Information, blackmail, leverage, I would much rather use that to get mm-hmm. what I need. Oh, I am down with that. Hmm. Hmm. So this it, one's all blurred out, all ciphered out. Oh, I will just tell you that because you know by now, but that that originally was um, the entry for Agile Light. Mm-hmm. When I first met him. And I was, I mean, let's not get, get wrong, I'm still terrified of the man, but slightly hmm. less so with all of our dealings. Interesting. I also don't really want to have his name written down anywhere. I feel like he might come after me. That's fair. So at this point, I'm going to cut away from what you guys are doing, and we're going to pull back into Trill, who has been kind of hanging out in the main, or he had gone back down to the basement after the the initial stuff. So what are you doing down there, bud? Um, I'm kind of going through a lot of my dad's notes, um, kind of what I had started doing previously with Crete. Uh, ideally, I'm just trying to see if there's any answers, because I know he left, and, and, t- and my understanding is that he expected to come back. So if that's the case, then things that involve, you know, everything from the mana batteries to uh, his dealings with, um, you know, Drogon, um, if he has any notes about Eldrin, or if he knows anything else about the rest of the um, uh, Nessessence, then it should all be in there. And of course, I'm going to be tarkin- talking to um, the Tarkin uh, gauntlets as well while I'm doing this. Okay, go ahead and roll me an investigation, and because you're talking to the gauntlets, go ahead and do it with advantage. Alright. With advantage, that is going to be a 19. Alright. So, with the 19, you very quickly, because you were right, uh, find stuff that is somewhat relevant. The The stuff that you kind of find toward the top is a lot of sketches of different runes in patterns that at first when you see them you don't quite understand. You're looking at it and you're you're trying to piece it together and you're you're kind of going through the different piles and as you're kind of setting things down to the side and grabbing other things, you accidentally set two of the pages down next to each other and realize that those two pages are supposed to be next to each other. And that puzzling brain of yours starts thinking and you start grabbing all of these different pages and laying them out in this pattern across the table that you realize the table is exactly big enough to fit all of the pages that you needed. And now you are looking at a four foot by eight foot area that is just completely covered in bars of runes that as it all starts to come together, you realize 
this is the jail door for what is holding back the nescence. This is the rune writing of, of, as you're seeing it, hundreds of hours of your father's work looking through the arcanum to figure out a way to seal something away. There are runes in here to seal away something called celestial energy. There are runes to seal away something called abyssal energy. There are runes in here that you are completely unfamiliar with. Like, runes that exist outside of currently known magic in this world. That are etched into places, and you can tell that all of this research and, and all of these notes that you're kind of looking at in this kind of corner right now are all about how the jails were built. You don't see in here how the creatures were originally captured. All you see is kind of beta versions and, and of, of how the runes can look, but you have found, like, the final combination of what everything should look like here. It looks like this was the last thing that your father was working on before he went missing. With that 19, after you're kind of done putting everything together, you take all of those pages, you kind of leave them on the table, you move over and start looking through a different pile, and after about five or ten minutes of looking through that pile, you find a small kind of manila folder of a few notes that have all been pushed in there, and as you're pulling that out, you see that this is the stuff on the mana batteries. You see that there are hand scrawn notes on these pages from your father, kind of noting where he's following along how these mana batteries work. And you see kind of in the beginning of it an explanation from him writing it down that he had learned about these mana batteries while he was working for uh, Alistar. Not for Merrick, but when he was down working with Alistar because... Alistar had come across what he had described as a way to contain and channel energy far beyond what any one person could do. And he was trying to figure out if there was a way to use that to permanently seal away all of the necessance so that the jails would no longer be necessary. The original thing that it was being designed for that you can tell it was kind of unknown to Tarquin. He didn't know where Alistar had found this thing, but only that it had been described to, to Tarquin. And everything that he was designing here, the mana batteries themselves, the runes to do it, the control mechanism, the fact that it would require mana from people all leads up to this weird crux where he, your father realized that not only mana could be stored in these things, but life essence itself. And he realized how dangerous that was. And so he 
started discontinuing any further research on it. You see that there's that all of this stuff has kind of been filed away and hidden away because he didn't want anyone to gain access to this information. And you can tell from looking at this that he never shared this with Merrick or Alistar or anyone else. He was the only one who knew it, and he is the one who designed how these mini-mana batteries work. All right, so judging from this, it looks like he must have figured out how these worked based on it being described to him by Alistair, and yet he never shared his results. So what he did essentially is reverse engineer based on descriptions the actual device, which means the device itself must have either been known to someone else or was designed somewhere else and then completed outside of his control. Unless... Unless he went through and completed it after being taken over by one of the entities. Your gloves is a seem sad, the solid. most comfortable with that last answer. Hmm. So that means Salat, the Nessicent, the one that was uh, contained by Minerva Shade... Um, that must have been the one that was, huh? I wonder if did it, the necessant learn of the mana batteries from him or did it simply give him the freedom to pursue something that he otherwise would have never thought of doing? Interesting. Right uh, as you you're having, happened? right as you're having those thoughts you feel in the back of your head an alarm go off. Somebody just started digging around in your room. What the? I'm going to set the envelope down and start stomping up to the back up to the top floor. You kind of take a second to kind of get everything where it was. Are you leaving the manila envelope out? Are you kind of rehiding it? Are you putting, oh, no, I'm it, putting, it, back where, I'm putting it back where it was and I'm uh, re-putting the uh, pages back into uh, so that they're no longer laid out. Yep, so you kind of re-up get everything back the way it was, which takes you a minute longer than you really want it to, and you f fly your way upstairs, and as you fly into your house you see that your mom's over there, she's just kind of finishing up making some cookies and pulling <laughs> them out of the little oven. Pauline is laying down on the couch where you normally would sleep, except her legs are kind of dangling over the edge of it as she does. Uh, and they see you fly in, and they're like, "Oh, oh hi, Trail. How you doing, sweetheart?" Um, I'm I'm doing f fine. Is someone in my room? Oh yeah, those other kids. They they were wanting to root around in there. And you stopped them? Yes, I was very mighty and got in their way, and they pushed me to this couch where I am now forced to lay. <sighs> Just. Move past him and head towards the room. Uh, you you see that both Trill and Fio are sitting in the room, just kind of like look, thumbing through each other's like little notebooks that you normally see each of them carrying. They're both holding the other person's and kind of flipping through them, just sitting in your room. What are you doing? Why are you in my room? And who opened my there's, book? There's nothing else to do. Okay, so you decided to just 
look through my thing. I haven't even been able to clean up here yet. I was going to do it later. Okay. Where's my, okay, where's my journal? It's right there. Point to it on the ground. Yes. Oh, you you might want to leave it there. It's got magic on it. What? That's actually what we're doing in here. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. All got magic on it. You know how we had magic preventing all of our memories? Yeah. Your room has similar magic, so my staff says. Wait, you're suggesting my room has memories that it's being suppressed? Mm-hmm. Uh, memories or just maybe just things? What, like, I'm pretty sure if there were things hidden in my room, I would know about it. Like, even right if that, as well, you I say that, right as you say, I would have known about it. All of a sudden, Naya kind of gives you a happy hum, and the entire room is covered in a haze for a moment. Suddenly, a dresser appears where nothing was. A bed turns into a bunk bed. Posters show up on the walls. Zill starts popping up in all of the pictures in the room that previously Trill just looked like he was being a fucking jackass in. Now you see that he and Zill were making some kind of funny face, there was something going on. You see a lot of, like, buddy pictures of the two of them. Uh, you see that the journal starts filling with more entries kind of towards the middle of it. You see that the closet space kind of reorganizes itself so that there's both a left and a right side for people to be able to hang clothes instead of just across the middle. And now this looks like a room for two boys instead of one. And the cubbyhole that Bio uh, was very okay. interested in. That magic is still there. Let's go take a look. How did you do? respond to this? What did you do to my room? Whose dresser is that? This all snaps back into your mind. This yeah. is how the room used to look. Wait. I can remember this dresser. And those pictures. What the... You look at your desk, and then you see where Zill had carved his name into it. And that had this desk you've sat at hundreds of times, and that was gone, and now it's back. Oh my, he carved his name in my desk. I know, I think I carved my name in his dresser. You look, and there joke. it is. Yeah. And a little picture of your face and everything. Yep. If our name was on it, that means it was ours. So then he carved it on my desk, and so we decided to call a truce. Mm-hmm. How did it... How did it get covered up? What covered it up? Whatever same weird magic mess with our memories. I assume the Nessessence that took over. Zill. They have that kind of power? Maybe. I don't have any other better guesses currently. I'm also, gonna... did you know that your closet has like a trap on it? It blinded Fio. Well, yeah, that's where I keep all my stuff. Wait, why were you going through my closet? I think it's she wanted to find your journal. The cubby. The cubby. Yeah, yeah I... Denny, Denny, very size closed. 
Look, this. Can, can I look now? Can I look now to find the thing? What? Oh, in the cubby? Yes. Fine, fine. I'll put my journal down on the desk. Oh, so like you had um, Carl's mom's bracelet in your cubby, by the way. Oh, yeah. What? I show this. I was like, this was my mom's. That was Zill's bracelet. Yeah, it was my mom's. Oh. You know, his mom's. Wait, where'd you find it? In that cubby. Oh, that's where I kept my journal. Mm, no, yes. no, there was another little thing. Like, where, didn't you say there was another little, like, oh, extra cubby? Yeah. There's a little, yep, yep, yep. There's a so cubby in the cubby? cubby? Yes. And that's the thing that blinded me. Cubbyception. You remember that the cubby under the cubby was where you and Zill had agreed that he could store his stuff since you had already claimed the cubby before he moved in. That is his little hidey hole within yours. Yeah. I remember we originally wanted to do, like, bunk beds, and that wasn't going to work, so instead we decided to just do, like, bunk cubbies. So his nah, cubby a, was underneath my cubby. You got a bunk bed. I said very specifically that a bunk bed appeared. Oh, it was a bunk bed? <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, you know, we had the bunk beds, so we kind of decided to make bunk cubbies. I mean, it's... <laughs> actually, I take it back, it's actually still funny. Also, um, everything about Trill now makes sense knowing that he was the, the lower bunk child out of two children. What the hell? <laughs> everyone, everyone knows about them lower bunk kids. It explains why he's the farter. That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is... Oh, okay, this is a lot. Ugh. I'm just sitting down on the bed. So what's in there, Fire? Mm-hmm. Let's see. You reach in again? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you reach into the hole again, and there does not seem to be anything down there. So you try and reach a little bit farther, and you realize that you don't feel a bottom. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, Trill, can you fit in there? Hmm? What, in the cubby? Yeah. Most certainly not. Can he make himself small and fit in there? Didn't Didn't you have that ability? Uh, if he can shrink himself enough, he could try and go in there, yeah? Yeah, yeah I mean, I could make myself a little bit smaller. I'm not sure if I can make yeah. myself that much smaller. I mean, like, my arms are, like, a decent length, but I couldn't fill a bottom down there, so I think you should go look. All right. Maybe I'm going to use, uh... Reduce. Yawn which... around you, little fairy like group. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna use a reduce, um, which lasts up to a minute, and it's gonna shrink me down to one half my size. Okay, so you're you're able to kind of still at half of your size. You're probably like a foot and a half tall, so you're you're still not gonna be able to fit into this cubby. But you're going to be able to like try and get your head in there to cr- kind of crane it around to see mm-hmm. what's down in the cubby hole, and it just looks like a deep black pit. Hmm. Can I cast a uh, fairy fire down there? Sure. You cast fairy fire, and it all kind of seems to gather right in front of you, at the top, on top of this thing. And as you do that, you kind of get this 
artificer tingling sensation that this seems like it is very similar to an effect of a bag of holding. Interesting. Um, I'm going to try and reach in with the my gauntlet hands and see if I can find anything in there, see if maybe that helps locate anything. Uh, roll me a d20. Right. Figure if maybe there's a trigger or something that hides things down there. Oh, damn. That's going to be a five. You pull out a picture of you, your mom, and Zill from about two months after he moved in. Kind of the first time that you guys went out as like a new family for a visit to the uh, kind of the edges of the wall, not down towards where the... Uh, rim is but kind of more towards like where the bladed veil is where you guys had kind of gone out that way you were originally supposed to be leaving the precinct to go do something but along the way your dad had gotten sick from eating some bad food uh, so you guys just kind of ended up hanging out at a, a an inn for a few days and while you were there you'd had a picture taken of you guys and it, just on the back of it the date is written down um, and it's written in Zill's handwriting is the um when you say picture i'm assuming it's actually like a, a primitive photo yeah yeah very yeah. very primitive photo yeah one of my dad's things i'm assuming i'm assuming like we don't really have photo technology in this world right yeah not usually not not, not very good like the, the pictures are something that can be done but it is definitely like artificers are the people who would mm -hmm. do it and it's essentially like very fast sketch machines yeah it's like a novelty Thing. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's not an actually a picture. It is really kind of like just an automated sketch machine. Gotcha. The pixie in a box. Mm-hmm. You just shake it until it starts drawing. <laughs> Got to work. Um. Hmm. Well, that's something. I mean, I'm not sure if that's what we're looking for. Uh, let's see. How do we get things out of a bag of holding? Oh, uh, by the way, that's what we're staring at. Um, the uh, fairy fire didn't really reveal anything because there's nothing to reveal. It's not mm -hmm. an actual space. It's a dimensional hole. Oh. Because, of course, why wouldn't it be? Can you turn it inside out? Well, that would destroy everything inside, I think. I think it's well, no, that's if you it. puncture it. I guess you might have to puncture it, though, to just to empty it. To turn it inside out since it's like solid. Hmm. It's usually like a bit of a waste though. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna reach in again. Let me see. Do it. As he goes to reach in again, I'm gonna cut away from you guys upstairs and we're gonna cut down to the bakery where Creek has, back built, have all this junk. Has, has built up a fine sheen of sweat as he's been just kind of swinging the sword around and getting used to the weight of it. And after he's kind of gone through and done all of his calisthenics kind of work, he's broken out his paints and he's kind of getting into to putting together some some of it, more of his beautiful artwork. And what does that look like this time, Crete? Um, 
yeah, kind of like as he's cooling off, he he sort of takes his time to start sort of painting a mural uh, on the wall, kind of starting from one side of like the front door and kind of like slow, you know, kind of slowly but continuously going down and around the walls kind of thing with the probably with the amount of time he's had he probably wouldn't have done more than like a couple feet or something like that but he's what can really only be described as sort of like uh prophetic paintings of some sort he's starting off with a scene that looks like uh, a collection of two different forces meeting on the field of battle with the what can be obviously seen as the 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 wall and the Goliath settlement sort of in the background and in that scene there's you know kind of uh uh, these two opposing forces facing off even each other in the, on the like morning of a battle or something like that, and then between those two forces are uh, you know a small collection of people sort of facing each other, and what he's sort of envisioning in this part of the mural is the the kind of like the depiction of the confrontation, the moment in time where whoever this person is as Resic either uh, either tries to sort of commit to the idea that he has to protect his claim to the to the throne or something like that uh, through force or if he's like essentially gonna try to escape uh, from what we all know or have kind of gathered at this point, there's like a 50-50 chance in Crete's mind that we're not even dealing with Rysik at this point. And so, like, he's kind of trying to think about what it's going to be like when we f- the group finally steps up and, like, really faces down this confrontation um, and how that's going to... Uh, how that's going to look, essentially. Gotcha. Okay. You, as you're working, and you know you're working with your paints to put them up on the wall. Um, you feel that the bag itself is uneasy. It it has this kind of itchy feeling on your hip like it's it's restless almost and as you start painting this scene out and your body just starts kind of unconsciously moving as you're doing these brush strokes and seeing the vision of it in your mind come to life on this wall it goes from kind of restless into more of encouragement and you feel just that 
hand kind of resting on your back and pushing you and telling you to keep going. And you kind of fall into that painter's fugue where you lose track of time as your brush is just transforming the inside of this bakery into this just war scene. As you're putting some strokes up and you have kind of decided that you're not going to paint a face on the Russet character because you're not sure if it's him, what it is, but you've got the body there, you kind of see that Trill flies up past you. And you go back to into, into painting. And you hear that voice again start talking to you. Are you ready yet? Ready for what? The next steps. The path that you have to take. The one path that you've been on your whole life. I don't think it matters if I'm ready or not. My friends and I have started down this path. And there's no real going back. Not after what we know. Not after learning everything. We can only go forward at this point. Yes. Forward into legend you and your party standing up against powerful foes surely they will sing of your glory no one needs to sing of my glory because my glory will pave the path to the future everyone who walks behind me will feel it. As you say that, and as you start stepping, and because you're kind of having this conversation as your body is painting, you can see in your special eyes that everywhere that your feet move from as you're kind of painting this mural are kind of glowing in a soft gold glow. You will pave that path forward, and together, we will once again bring glory. And you start to feel from the bag, very sharp pains start to come along your body. I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw. Stabbing me, bro. Uh, let's see here. Button. Constitution saving throw. Hey, yeah. Uh, 11. You can't move fast enough because of the pain 
to rip it off the side of your body before you see what is happening. From your hip on the side of your body, tattoos start springing across your skin in all of the various colors of your bag. Oh, shit. Uh, is the is the pain like in extreme? Like, is it enough to to be debilitating to create? It, it with an eleven, yes. If you had gotten a fifteen or higher, no, you would have been able to try and do something. But right now, you feel it radiating, and the pain is everywhere where those tattoos are, and it is spreading quickly. Uh. He, mm, I think I have one, we haven't taken our long rest yet. I think I have one last use of Stone's Endurance. Will that, could that help create kind of... Use Stone's Endurance to try and deal with the pain and go ahead and roll me the d12. Let's see how, how well you do. Okay, that I'm going to say that that is high enough that if you want to, you can move right now. Okay. Uh, so Crete will start painting again. Okay, you start painting. You're just kind of going through this pain. The wall as you're painting, your strokes become faster and faster. Those spots on the ground behind you start glowing brighter and brighter. And you can see both on the wall where you're painting this mural and where you have been stepping. You are leaving behind this trail of gold behind you. It is just kind of humming, humming and shimmering in the air. You feel more at ease than you have in weeks. Since you first woke up with Trill in your house unknowingly, since you had ran into this whole group, you everything is gone. These stresses are gone. You, this painting, the movements, the pain from the tattoos, it's this symphony to you as you dance through this bakery, painting the walls, putting these prophetic images there. And then you see it. In the middle of all of this, unintentionally, you have an image of you standing with the weightless grace over top of a Resic who has fallen to his knees. All around you, you have painted unknowingly the bodies of all of your friends as they have fallen in this battle, and only you are still left standing. Uh, Crete will step back and kind of look at 
the entirety of the whole sort of scene, take it in for a minute, and um, he he'll kind of he'll he'll go back to the moment when the first person falls. Uh, you go back and you start tracing it back, and you see that it looks to be that Fio was about to be hit by something, and Trill jumps, flies into the way, and seems to take the wound for her. So he, he'll stand there and just kind of examine that scene. And for each of them, he kind of just watches. He like looks at it and kind of burns the memory of it into his mind. You follow along. The next to fall is Fio, who seems to be overwhelmed by some kind of large spell. And you continue following it along, and you see what looks to be a small cat that looks like a part of a building has collapsed on it. And then as you kind of follow along in the next image, that small cat is now crawl as you know him underneath the same rubble. So Cree is like he realizes these are not necessarily events that are going to come to pass, but from his from his experience and kind of knowing what everybody is going into in the near future, he's just sort of he's confronting the possibility that he could lose his friends in this situation. Um, Roll me an insight check. Okay. Insight. And a 14. You don't see anyone else in these drawings that you would guess is on your side. From looking at this and kind of puzzling it together, you have a, a feeling that this is what your mind is predicting will happen if the four of you choose to battle Resic alone without waiting for your mother. Yeah, great. We'll just kind of take that in for a moment. Uh, and then the pain sub the, as you're taking it in, the pain from the tattoos subsides, but your body is now covered head to toe in tattoos that are of the 15 colors of your bag. And as you're looking at them, 
they are the tattoos you had always envisioned you would earn one day. That's sick, bro. Uh, when, you know, kind of after going through that sort of meditation, and that, that sort of contemplation of the experience, um, uh, Crete will kind of take his paints up again and sort of over top of the parts where Trill, Vio, and Crawl um, are fallen, sort of begin to paint another scene wherein where they pull themselves back out of these situations where they, you know, in, in their own ways and they're each in their own ways kind of pull themselves back out. First of all, I need to say that, that is, what you're doing right now is creating a pentimento. And the reason that I know that is because Dr. Zoidberg taught me that on Futurama because his degree is in art history. It's uh, me. <laughs> So you redraw these, you repaint these images so that these deaths don't happen and you redraw these images. And when you are done, you have that feeling in your gut that lots of creatives get when you have forced art out of yourself instead of letting art occur. Or no one ever says art comes out like a shit. All you're, you're done. They're good. If anybody <laughs> saw them, they would be happy with them. But like looking at them, they don't have that same spirit. They don't have that same life. That's fine. So you continue working on your, your murals down here and kind of pondering over what is to come. And we snap back upstairs where Trill has, over the course of a minute, pulled out as many things as he can and there is now just a large pile of just random junk that Zill has decided he wanted to keep stored in here over the years. Baseballs, gloves, weird little notes that he and Trill had passed back and forth. Some of the first stuff that you guys had pilfered from a mix-it store. Like, just tons of weird old nostalgia crap. A boot for some reason. Does any of it seem useful? No. All of it seems like it's like sentimental stuff that was stored. Ugh. Is there still stuff in there? I'm still pulling things out. Yep. And then when his reduce runs out after a minute, he's still kind of reaching his arm in and just pulling things out one at a time. And he's just 
like like I said, just a bunch of sentimental memento kind of stuff. Nothing that seems of value. Are you sure there's something in here that you need? Oh it's no! Kind of look no. like a junk drawer. We have no idea. All right. Well, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna just be pushing this all back in here after we're done. So. I mean, I would like to get everything out of there because there might be something. That's true. Mm-hmm. More snap bracelets. All right, going back in. So this is a really interesting uh, journal you have here, Five. All right, thank you. And likewise, I think it would be even more interesting if I could work out what this cipher was. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you'll get that information from me in the future. Okay. Um... You notice that as Crawl is going through your book, he is very clearly, like, paying special attention, and you can tell that he's going to be putting all of the information he gleans from this book into one of his own. He's going to be, like, flipping through and then kind of, like, eyeing you a little and, like, oh, he's really intense. Oh, oh. Um, you should ignore that that line. Just mm. Which line? This one, and she will point to the the line that says Catram on it. Oh, I didn't know you had an ex-husband. Third. Yeah. So she goes back to Orkadley. Sorry. Am I not supposed to hear that? You didn't hear anything. Okay. Keep digging. digging. Do, do you know how he's doing? I saw him recently. Oh, well, great. How is he? Mm, mm, no, no. Like, I saw him in, oh, in you town. Didn't, you didn't, like, Here. talk to him? Yeah, in my freaking district. I mean, yeah, I was, we were on the way to the, the dock fod and we were going that way and he was going that way and I was like, no shit and ducked down. And... Was he going away from the dock fart? He was no, heading he like away from the dock fart and towards the arena when you saw him. Well, at least he shouldn't have been near the dock fart to be blown up. Yeah, I guess. Do you, do you want me to find out how he's doing? Mm. 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 I don't. Mm. I mean, I can't guarantee it, but I can try to see if I can get some information on him if you want. Yeah. Mm. La 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 la. <laughs> not listening. Not listening. Not listening. Pipe down over there. I'm sorry. Not listen quieter. Found a shoelace. Did you find it? You found a shoelace. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Trill. To that earlier. Trill. Friends. Uh, can, can y'all come out here? Uh, Ooh, I wonder if there's cookies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right out. You just. You like. Uh, All right. Probably love. You guys grab curl very quickly and just be like, 
Mm, find out information. If it's good, don't tell me. If it's bad, tell me. Okay? Okay. Okay. Oh, and um, that is between you and me. Okay? Yep. All, all of that. Got it. Okay. So you go, who is leaving to head to the main room? Also, the Trill friends, we need you, would be hearable down in the bakery. So, Crete, you can decide if you want to go as well. I ask Naya real quick if she needs to still stay here or if she's done. Uh, time freezes for a second. Oh, no. It feels like everything's done now. It's strange how so much effort was put into erasing one person. I do agree. You did a great job in here. Thank you. Well, if you can succeed in the task that we're working on, hopefully I can do a lot more for this world. I would like to see that. And then I'm going to head out. So the three of you all head out. Crete, are you coming upstairs? Yeah, Crete. Crete <laughs> books it. All right. So everybody kind of Crete, you will be the kind of the last one who gets there since they're just coming down a hallway. But as you crawl up the ladder and in, inside, you see that the far half of the room that kind of was where the kitchen is it is all completely covered in shadow. Far more shadow than when Lev normally shows up. Uh... This is it cookies? Uh, yeah, Crete's, like, holding his sword now. Lev? From inside of the shadows comes walking out a shorter person than Lev. Hey, guys. Holy crap, Robert. No, you're alive. Good. Yeah. I hear you. So that that guy, he like it was Bev's brother. He came and he like came and got me from where they were holding me. Where, where is he? I don't know. I thought he was following me, but I don't see him anywhere. What what happened when he came and got you? Did he just, like, appear and then he took you away? Or was there fighting? So I was like, okay. So I was in this room, right? And I didn't know where I was, but, like, the room that I was in, like, when you went in it, there was, like, a no sound from outside. And it was, like, in this really big building, but I was, like, in this room in the back, I think. And then they put me in there, like, I had a whole bunch of food, but, like, they told me I couldn't go anywhere because, like, you guys had kidnapped Crete's mom or something, and they were going to hold me until that they could get her back, but then... The room I was in had all these cool books in it about like magic and stuff. So I started reading it, Master. And then I was I was working on my mage hand, and like Mm -hmm. right as I was going to go cast it, all these shadows started moving around, all crazy in the room. And then 
Lev walked out and he's like, hey, I'm here to get you. But he's, he sounded much cooler when he said it. And then, like, he took me into the shadows to bring me back here. But now I don't know where he is. Are the yeah. shadows still there? Yes, very much behind Rupert, who is still kind of standing in them. Rupert, this is weird. walk out of the shadows now. He uh, walks you... towards you, and as he steps out of the shadows, they instantly recede. Kree is going to uh, activate Divine Sense. I was going to hug him. Uh, you activate divine sense. Can you give? Can you read me that real quick? What is that going to let you detect? Uh, so detect uh, good and evil for whatever the hell that does. And um, since anything affected by the hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend un- or undead within sixty feet, that is not behind total cover. You do not sense good or evil coming from Rupert. You do not sense any hollow or bane type effects. You do not sense any celestials, angels, demons, anything like that nearby. Great. Uh, if r- roll me, roll me a d twenty here. If if it's higher than if, if it's a ten or higher, you have cast this near Rupert before. I uh, got a three. Okay, so you have not cast this near Rupert before, so you would have no idea if this is a different reading than normal. <laughs> and he yes. hugs you back and goes, Oh, Master, I was not scared at all for a second. Do you know why? Why? Because I knew that you'd come save me, and that if, oh. you, if you did it, that I would just beat a ball up with my mage hand. Yes, you would. Do you, want to, see, do you want to see how I could do it now? Not inside. Yeah. Oh. Are oh. we down in the bakery? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, but I've also got some ideas for the next spells we're going to teach you. Oh, hey, I have what I think I could teach you. Ooh. Yeah, I was, I was reading in that, the books that was in that room that I was in. And, mm-hmm. Oh, hey, there was a dead guy in my room, too. What did he what? look like? Describe um, He gives you a description of Resic. I, I am being his police sketch artist. As he's describing the person, I'm turning into him, and he can be like, no, 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 the nose is a little bigger. No, no, it had the tattoos were more like on the eyebrows. They were like closer to the eyebrow. It had, he had bigger chin, like wider chin. Yeah, like that. He looked like that. He looks like Resic to you, Crete. Damn it. And he was dead. Like, for sure. Yeah, like, when I got there, he was, like, all crumpled up in a corner, and his head was mm-hmm. on backwards. Like, you Ugh. know what I mean? Like, like if your chin was facing the wrong way. Like, but, like, looking behind you like an owl. Well, and the other, the other people were okay with that? I mean, it was kind of weird, because, like, the guy who was dead was also the guy who brought me there. 
Yeah. And no one else came in the room? No, just, well, they, like, came to the big house, but then they didn't go in it with him. Hmm. You were in my mother's office. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry? No, it's fine. They, it's not your fault they put you in there. I'm just piecing together the clues. Um, so it's not Resic. It, I mean, it, it could be Zill. That's definitely a possibility. I mean, hmm. It wouldn't be the first time. I mean, after what happened with my you know, father fighting him in the arena, it seems as if either he has his own agenda or the entity has its own agenda. Entity? Oh, you mean like, like those necessary things? Wait, what? How the heck do you know about... I, <sighs> I didn't know about them until like... I don't know, like 30 minutes ago? Like, maybe a little bit longer than that? Like, right before Lev came to get me. How did you learn? Uh, um, okay. So, like, you know how sometimes you're sitting there and then all of a sudden you know something new that you didn't know before? No. Oh. Does that well, happen to you often? Well, like, sometimes I forget things, and sometimes I remember other things. I ask Naya if that magic is all over your list. Rupert. Uh, time slows. Naya is silent, but time has slowed. And after a second, you hear her say, I'm afraid. And time speed backs up. Um, so, like, where are we? Insight. I want to insight this person. Okay. Uh... I don't know if this is Rupert. So I want to know if I can kind of sense anything off. I get a 10. The only difference between Rupert, as you know, and this little person who is talking right now is that this little person who's talking right now seems to have a little bit more confidence than your previous Rupert. But beyond that, there's... the. the this appears to be Rupert. Like, looks like him, sounds like him, is talking like him, seems to know the same things. Just, just the only thing that kind of catches you is that he's just a little bit more confident. Rupert, can, can I teach you a spell? I know I'm not your master, but can I teach you a spell? I'd be sure that'd be really cool, because should we go somewhere else since we're not allowed to cast spells in here? No, th this one will be okay, because it's not a big one. Is Mage Hand a big spell? It might be for you, because you use Mage Hand in weird ways. Oh, not I'm bad sorry. Ways. Not bad ways. 
I'm going to teach you detect magic. I'm going to start casting detect magic as a ritual. You start casting detect magic and you see that Rupert starts copying the motions and the runes that you're doing within seconds. Oh, that's fine. I'm just using this as a ruse to cast detect magic. Oh yeah, no, I, but I'm I'm just I'm telling you like as you're doing it to teach him, he's like instantly following along. Gotcha. Uh, you finish casting the spell after a little bit, and I mean the spell detects some magic on some of the items that are in the room. It detects a lot of normal things. The thing that you're paying attention to, which I'm assuming is going to be Rupert, is Rupert does seem to have some kind of magical energy about him. Uh, you also go ahead and roll me a d20 to see if you've done this around Rupert or not before. Four. You have not, so you don't know if this is normal or not. Um, compared to everyone else, he is has a more powerful magical aura around him. What, uh, does it have a school? It is coming back to you as all eight schools of magic. Okay. Uh. I just say that that will let you be able to detect other magic, Rupert. Oh, that's crazy. Hey, did you notice that I'm all kinds of glowy? I sure did. That's you weird, seem to right? have all the schools of magic coming out of you, and I like to look at the rest of the party. <laughs> Wait, how does that happen? Rupert, did you eat something? No. Drink something? Okay, I, I lied to you. I had a couple of fairy pies before they came and got me, but I haven't eaten since then, except for a couple of good berries that I cast as a spell because I learned it from a book. That's probably helpful. Yeah, it's really cool that you could do that. But what like book the book, you? it was it was one of the books in, in the, his mom's room. It was supposed to be a book for like druids on how to cast spells and stuff? Why does your mom have a book on druids? It was like an ancient history of like their clan and how they came from this place where there's really big mountains and there's all kinds of creatures that live there and it was a book about like how cool they are. Well, maybe not how cool they are, but like how they would attack the villages and stuff. And, but then there was also, like, spells and stuff in there, too. People have a history of calling upon divine magics as well as the magics of nature. It's not uncommon. Yeah, it is uncommon for, you know, someone like, you know, someone who's uh, kind of... It's uncommon for Rupert to be able to just pick up druid spells that quick. Uncommon for anyone to be able to pick up spells that quick. You're special, Rupert. Remember, remember last time when I was in the inn with you and I was telling you how awesome you were? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that is still 100% true. Um, oh, actually, Hey, I know another little spell too that I learned from the book. Can I do it? And I promise it's not bad. 
I'm going to need a little more info info before you uh, start. He's, he's going to reach out and touch your the vest that you're wearing or the, the shirt that you're wearing, uh, Trill, and it's just going to start glowing with a, a soft light as if he cast the light spell on it. Okay. Yeah, you could do that now, too. Um, Rupert, can I ask you to do something real quick? Yeah, what's up? Um, could you cast Mage Hand for me? Oh, yeah, okay, hold on. Hold Wait, on. you said we weren't doing that in here. Why not? not? I don't I don't know if it's safe to do that in here. Mage Hand! <laughs> and you see that an entire spectral body appears, and the body appears as Lev. How See, big look, is it? <laughs> it? As big as Lev would be. Look, okay. I, my maid's head is finally done. Wow. What does it look I, like, Lev? It's a bit more than a hand. Lev, can you hear us? No response. Does he respond to Fio's question? L- Lev? No, Lev does not respond at all. No, I Did thought Fio ask? asked, why does it look like Lev? Oh, I guess it kind of does. I I asked if no one else did. I I didn't know I had such a deep voice. I guess it (laughs) didn't really. I didn't really think about it. Like, I guess it does. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, the rest of it looks like it had been. So you were basically creating a lev. This whole time? What, was he like a hero of yours or something? No, I only met him like once or twice. Aline? I'm beyond a meat hand, really. More like a... Are you okay? Spectral helper. Is who okay? Oh, it treats Pauline calling out to Pauline. Pauline I'm assuming... Pauline's just kind of sitting in the chair in shock right now because Rupert just walked in from a bunch of shadows. You guys started casting spells. He started doing it with you. Like, definitely in shock over there. I mean... I realize this might be a little insensitive to ask right now. Is Rupert your son by birth? No. Uh, I thought uh, already... uh, n- no, he Merrick brought him home one yeah. day and I've just kind of been raising him ever since. Where were you when we had this conversation? I think he was outside. Oh. Um did he ever say where he found Rupert? Um, he, I know. Wait. I don't. I don't know if he said, but I know where he found me. You remember? Yeah. How old were you? Um. Um. How well, old are I was, you now? Oh, I don't know. I mean, when Pauline started at the inn, was like. I don't know, maybe 20-something years ago, and I got here just like a year or two after that. What? Is he a baby dragon? Great, just like... puts the sword away, 
turns and says, I'm going to go back downstairs. <laughs> oh, okay. And he heads downstairs. We agree. Um, okay, so where did he find you then? Down in the southern wastes. I was like, I was walking around because I couldn't remember anything. And he he found me, and I he offered me some water, and then he said that I should come with him because he had a place where I could be safe. And he said he'd have been looking for me and the others like me, but I don't know what that meant. Mm. Do you guys know what a what a god of cantrips is? I assume that I do not. You've you never none of you would have heard of this. Okay. No. Uh-oh. Wait, is that what you are? Well, I don't one time when I was like first staying there, I heard him talking with this like elf lady, Minerva. I don't know if you know her, but um mm-hmm. they were talking and I heard him say that, but I don't know what it means and I I kind of forgot he said it until a little while ago, and now I remember again. Maybe that's why you're so good at my hand. You just recently remembered this? Yeah, like... Have you been uh, remembering a lot of things lately? But, like, in the last 30 minutes, or, like, maybe maybe a little bit longer than that. I don't really know how long ago I started coming here. Um, I was in those shadows for a little while. No. Okay. There was this thing in the shadows, and I talked to it for a little bit, and then I came here. What was the thing in the shadows you talked to? I don't really know. Like, you know when you're in the dark and voices talk to you, but you don't hear, like, you don't see, like, a person, but it's just, like, the voices? (laughs) I don't have, I don't, that doesn't happen to anyone else. What are you talking? Um, I might. You know, do like, they, what kind of things do they say to you? Well, like, so I'm just like remembering this recently, but like, I don't know if you know, it's, a lot of the times it sounds like really weird prayers and stuff, but like this time when I heard it, it was a voice that was talking to me, and it was this guy, and he said that there was an unbalancing happening and that we needed to stop it. But I don't know what any of that meant, and I told him Mm. that if he didn't leave me alone, my master would beat him up. And he kind yeah. of laughed at that, but then, like, when I said that my master had all kinds of magical powers and stuff, he was like, magic's not gonna be any good against me, and I was like, shut up, man, and then I left. Yeah, you tell him. What, was that person Lev by any chance? No, it was a different voice, because Lev is like, like, he sounds like 
kind of lilty when he talks, but this thing was like... It sounded like if you rubbed glass against each other. It is not a very good voice. I think it might have been one of the... Assistants. Do out of character, do we know enough about gods to like make the connection that he might have been hearing worshippers? Uh, as far as most people know in this world, there is no connection to gods anymore. Like, okay. like there's no gods popping down, creating burning bushes, and talking to people. When people are using like commune spells and stuff like that, they're not connecting to any kind of a god or a being. Um, as more and more of this conversation is happening, though, you will feel time slow down again. As Naya has finally worked up the courage to talk, and she says to you, I knew it. He's one of them. They... They were the gods here before... They came. Do, do you think if if he touches you, do you think it would be bad or do you think it would help him remember? I I am worried to make him remember if he is a god because he, I mean will he just hate the guardians? He and the others of his kind were once defeated by the Guardians, and cast into the world much like our tree eventually was. But before they came, the various gods that existed here were beings of unfathomable power, each tied to various types of magic. And you what out of character you can kind of gain from various types of magic is she's Patrick, talking about first different, level, second yes, level. all the different levels of spells and they all have a various god associated with them. There were the ten main gods and then there were their children. They were a very powerful force, but they were a very tempestuous force where some of them would leave wealth in their wake for those who were willing to follow them, and there were others who would leave wrath in their wake. When they were destroyed, it actually made things calmer for a while before we really started losing ground to the Guardians. Alright, well... Uh, this might be a bad idea. I will trust you. Oh, I'm not gonna risk you. I, uh... Are you saying that it's out loud? No, I was in the... Oh. And now, <laughs> speeding back up. I say, Rupert, I have, this is going to come as a shock, but I have a very strong suspicion that you are the god of cantrips. Oh, okay. From a time long past. I was wondering if you could 
hold this and see if it triggers any memories for you. And I hand him the plank of wood that's from the tree, not the staff. He takes the plank of wood from you. What 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 is it supposed to do? Nothing. Nothing. It just this is a nice piece of wood. And he casts a light on it. Can you uh focus on it and think of a giant tree? Try to think in your memory of a giant tree made of that wood. You start to see little sapling bits start to grow from the edges of the plank. They are now about a foot long. Well, see, see, uh, should have just are, gone to the bakery. They all should have just walked out to the bakery. They are now about three <laughs> feet the long. Rupert, stop, stop thinking, stop thinking of trees. He drops it, and as he does, it clatters to the ground, and the little saplings that were growing break off and kind of fall off of the plank and kind of wither into dried twigs. Jesus. I'm going to gather them up and toss them in the fire. No! What? what you don't want me to toss them in the fire? No, no. Why not? I'll, I'll take them. All I right. take the, the plank and the saplings. <laughs> just, just trying to clean up. Speaking of. Did you start working on the prestidigitation? He kind of flips his hands out, and the entire room, instead of just a five-by-five five square, all kind of gets that prestidigitation twinkle and sparkle before it is all instantly cleaned. There we go. That's going to make Pauline very happy. Kind of making me feel a little bit inadequate. Yeah. You should be used to that by now. What? Hey guys, I'm feeling a little bit tired. Can I lay down for a little bit? Yeah. And do you have any food besides good berries? I think they're cookies, right? Uh, yeah, we also have actual food too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'll have my uh, mother whip you up something. Uh, we might actually have something already cooked too. Uh, uh, here, I'll I'll go ahead in the kitchen. You guys start taking care of Rupert upstairs, and we smash cut down to Crete downstairs, who I am assuming is once again painting. Am I correct? Yeah, you just he'll he'll go back to to the. Are you mural. doing like your your fugue state painting? He's, I mean, he's just continuing to, I mean, what he's trying to do is essentially, like, uh, like, vision board the possibilities of, uh, uh, winning in this fight in some way or another kind of a thing. And so... (laughs) You to, keep finding that you keep painting Rupert over and over again. Various positions, various spells that he is casting, various ways that a massive amount of people are dead. 
<sighs> yeah. All right. Kree will just use up the space and then go back to like his exercises, I guess. <laughs> okay. You go back to doing exercises. We cut back upstairs. So there's now a bunch of food sitting around on a table. Everybody's kind of sitting around it, talking as as Rupert is sitting there and shoveling food into his face. I'll use a message to tell Crete that there's food here. Hey, Crete, food if you want some. Why are you telling him now? Okay, everyone, eat as much as you can quick. Yeah, yes, yes, let's eat quickly. Actually, yeah, he... he... Does message give you a response? Yes, uh, 25 words. Okay. I'll be up in a moment. Okay, I'll Uh, see you when you get here, buddy. Like, does he just butt in like like an extra call? Jesus Christ, Rupert. What? Did you say that aloud, or did you say the message? Wait, you can't say that message, right? No, it's just aloud. It's like, ah, Rupert. God. What? What What did I do wrong? That that cantrip isn't supposed to work like that. You're not supposed to be able to go in. It's supposed to be between only two people. But you were just talking to him, but I just heard you, so I just commented. That's all. Hmm. Am I maybe, not supposed to maybe do it that? can work that way. Maybe Rupert can just make it work that way. Can you teach us to make it work that way? Um, I could try, but I don't know how to do that. Ugh, hold on, I saw you do it. He starts moving his hand, and then he points at Fio, and he goes, Master, am I doing it right? And he's, he's message right into your head. Oh. Yeah. Okay, thumbs up. I can do it. Okay, so you just... And he goes through and he just shows you how you casted the message spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's how the normal message spell works. But how do you, like, invade other people's messages? Well, you mean invade? Like, could you hear what I was talking to her? Nope. Oh, that's weird. Maybe yours is broken. I think we need to talk to Merrick Drogan at some point in the very, very near future. Oh, do you... Do we need to talk to him? Yeah. Why are you saying it like that? That worries me. I mean... Hold on. Am I allowed to cast spells, Master? Sure. Okay, cool. Um, Do you guys have a mirror here? Uh, Yeah, I think we have a hand mirror. Uh, Mother, do we? You see I... that she kind of rifles through where her seat is and pulls out like a old hand mirror and hands it over to you. Okay, yep, here you go, Rupert. He kind of taps it and you see him casting the message spell again and he points at the mirror and it kind of shimmers for a second and then it comes back over and you see an eye, a very large eye, a slitted eye appear in the mirror. Mm. Is that really creepy? Because that sounds creepy. Am I holding it right now? Yep. Um, Rupert, who did you just call? 
Oh, hello there, friends. How were you reaching out to me? Who is this? I'm Merrick Drogan, of course. Oh, what is? What am I looking at? I just see an eye. That's my eye. Um, oh. Circumstances deemed fit that we needed to find a different way to transport ourselves back to your location. Okay. Um, and actually, the way we're contacting you is the same thing we kind of want to talk to you about. Um, namely about the amazing mystical magic of our good friend, Rupert. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Has he awoken, then? <laughs> you say that like it's something I would understand. Um, but my guess would be... Maybe? He's groggy. Let's say it like that. He doesn't remember anything. No, no, exactly. He doesn't remember anything yet. Um, but he's for some reason his mage hand creates lev. If that's expected, um, please blink your eye twice. You know he can talk, right? Oh, right. Sorry. I uh, cannot say that that was expected necessarily, but you know, when one is the god of cantrips, I suppose that your cantrips are more powerful than everyone else's. I assume he hears him saying this, right? Yeah, Rupert's sitting there just listening quietly. Shoveling food in his mouth. Um, Do you think if I teach him Firebolt, it would be at a Fireball scale? Don't you dare teach him that. At least not until he's far away from, you know, my mother's house, okay? Don't worry, I wouldn't burn anything if I cast it in here. I've You could do stuff with magic so that you, like... You could make areas where stuff doesn't get hit. That's very helpful. Anyway, uh, Drogon, you see what we're dealing with? Ah, yes. Uh, also, I have some other questions for you, but yes. What? We we are on our way there. Um, I must say that I knew that this was coming, but I had not anticipated it happening quite so quickly. Yes, I he... assume that that means that he's been exposed to a necessant, because uh, that was what we had been theorizing would be able to actually do this. Uh, I see, I see. Well, he was living above one, too. We should be a... Well, not necessarily directly above it. I don't know if you've quite pieced oh, everything right, together. right, right, but... Dimensional portals. Um, yeah. Yes. Well... We should be arriving there sometime uh, tomorrow, I believe. Um, are you somewhere? I can't quite make out where you're at right now through my end. We're at Tarkin's place, if that helps. Ah. Yes. I see. That's uh, why you can't are, find it. Are the wards up? Yep, that's why it's a little hazy. All right, well then, it may delay us a little bit in arriving, but... We will definitely make our way there. Um, I, I don't, can't, uh, yep, there he is. Crete, uh, don't, don't worry, Nix and Nox are safe and riding the along mirror. my back right now, and uh, we will be there shortly. Great. Are you, are you tattooed, young man? Wait, oh my gosh, we'll talk he is. about it later. Okay. <clears throat> All right. 
Oh, good for you for finally earning your tattoos. I, I know that that was very important to you, so congratulations. Uh, sorry for leaving you all with a god. Um, no, it's cool. I think. Great then. Um, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow then. Actually, the most pleasant person we've talked to in a while. Mm-hmm. The, this does pretty much mean that Resic is one of the is a necessary, right? Um, theoretically, or someone near him, or well, maybe I, that's true. It could just be a person near him. Did you maybe mean that thing that I talked to when I was coming here? Could yeah. be. Wait, but yeah, maybe well, that, that might have been it too. That and the man who put you in the room. Oh, that guy. Possibly. Yeah. Did he look like the guy who you saw? Wait, hold on. I'm hanging up the mirror. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. The eye, the eye is gone. You already said goodbye right, to good. it. I hand it back. Um, wait, so did the guy who put you in the room look like the also the dead guy you saw in the room? Yeah. Yes, okay. you already said that. Okay, paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. It was Rupert. Uh, okay. That makes sense. Also, Crete. Tattoos. What? Why did not you point that out? That's amazing. Is that what you were doing downstairs? You were painting yourself? Or tattooing yourself, I guess? No. That's not what I was doing downstairs. But... You downstairs uh, again, or you upstairs again? Like, he came back up for this, food. Yes, I say, like, at this point, like, his head's probably popped up through the door or something like that, because, like... Okay. Because you did go back here. down. <laughs> He did go back down, but like as yeah. as you guys are talking, I'm just bringing food to Crete, so he doesn't have to come all the way upstairs. Yeah, because wait, there, right? Because there is a connector. There's like a a door between, or like a like a yeah, there's the a ladder. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah, a ladder, cool, yeah. ladder. Cool, cool. Yeah, so like he probably just like stand you know, on the ladder and like eat there, kind of a thing. Um. <clears throat> No, I it was um uh I guess you could say meditating on the events, the upcoming events. And Did you... uh my companion has decided to gift me with this. You have a companion down there with you? I don't. He like he'll pick up his bag and kind of hold it up. Ah, call that your companion? I mean, what do you call something that talks to you on a regular basis? Hmm. Good point. He puts it away. It marked me. These particular markings, while significantly more colorful than the typical Goliaths. Represent an individual who is Destined to create 
glory for their people. Someone who is meant to forge the future. Mm. Ominous. Seems right. Hmm. So, I don't know how Goliath culture works necessarily, but should we, like, have a cake or celebratory something? Cookies? Hmm? Yeah, there you go. Celebratory cookies? Tiny little explosions of fireworks as dancing lights start appearing all in the room. As <laughs> Rupert starts casting dancing lights and going, Congratulations! It's, uh, it's nothing so jovial. The... the the explosions change color to more somber colors, but there are still little <laughs> explosions in the air. But the... now they're like deep blues and blacks. The, mm-hmm. um, the right to earn these markings, these ones in particular, are particularly taxing. Typically, one would fast for a long time. The length usually pertains to the amount of glory the person is intended to achieve. And then the markings would be applied while they are in a fevered state that would potentially kill them. Um, sounds messed up. Wow. I mean, at the end of it, you know, you'd get a good meal and they'd oh, light a bonfire dead. for you. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. My people aren't known for the kinds of elaborate and decadent celebrations that many of the other cultures are. Mm-hmm. So no fireworks. Don't get me wrong, Rupert. Fireworks are beautiful, and I do appreciate them when we have them in the wheel every now and then. Okay, I'll stop doing the fireworks. And you see he stops casting the dancing light spell. I thought you were tired as well. I mean, I am, but if Crete got something really cool, like I didn't know that that was news, so that's really cool to find out that one of my friends had something cool happen for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks, Rupert. I appreciate it. Hmm. Rupert stands up from the table and walks over to the couch where Pauline has just kind of been sitting, and he lays down and puts his head in her lap. Nasia kind of goes over and lays a blanket on him, and he starts to kind of pass out. 
So is anyone else like, I don't know, kind of vaguely alarmed about this whole situation? I just hope he remembers how I yeah. always told him how awesome I thought he was. Yeah, I think the boat's definitely sailed on for me in that regard. But, you know, I mean, gods aren't usually fickle, are they? I don't think we know. I don't think it... This is a great opportunity to divide that relationship going forward. All right, well, I'm just making right now clear, no matter what happens, I'm not worshipping him, all right? I just, I don't think I can do it. Maybe an offering, definitely not worship, no prayer. I mean, he's still Rupert. Just yeah, for now. Tell him thank you. No. God of cantrips. Hmm. Or oh, whatever that means. As well, Rupert is sleep, beginning to drift off to sleep, you all suddenly realize Trill's shirt is still glowing from the light spell. So is the other little magical things that he's done. They're all still the energy is floating in the air still. And it seems like if there was a concentration spell that he needed to maintain, he is still able to maintain it as he sleeps. Mm. Definitely not going to worship him. All right. Um, does anyone have to know how to dispel this damn thing? It's going to keep me up all night. Why don't you change it? Yeah. This is my, this is my lucky shirt. Just wear a different yeah. shirt while you sleep. Oh, fine. One shirt. Put it under the pile. And take off my shirt and carry it in my room. And then come out wearing a virtually identical shirt. Ugh, this one doesn't sit right. Is anybody else doing anything else on this evening before you guys go to sleep? I am mm. going to ask my necklace if they know anything about the God of Cantrips. Or just like the gods before. You try talking to Dahlia and you do not find... Actually, roll me a d20. We'll see. Right now, Dahlia doesn't really want to talk to you after your last conversation. She's not really pleased. Ugh. I'm gonna go downstairs and cast Alarm uh, in the basement. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say four? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. You spend a, quite a bit of time trying to talk to her and are not really getting anything back. Fine. So you're heading down to the basement to cast alarm? Yep, I'm going to cast this a ritual. Um, and going to just cast it in the... Uh, basically the place where all my father's notes are. You got I it. Like that. Yep. And I'm going to make it a mental alarm. Alright. With that, everybody takes a nice long rest. Yay! 
You guys come to I in the morning. I'm going to make two potions as well. All right. Are you going to attempt to enhance them? Uh, yes. There's no limitation on that, is there? Nope. It's a D100. Yep. So I need two D100s from you. And what potions are you making? Uh, well, it's the D6. Let me roll real quick. Experimental elixir. Right. Uh, first one's going to be a flight potion. And second one's also going to be a flight potion. <laughs> well, that's useful for me. All right, give me two D100s. Seventy-five and an eighty-six. All right, seventy-five for the first one is going to be the imbiber of this potion gains one d four hit points for one minute. Every at the beginning of each round. Uh, eighty-six is going to be. Plus two AC to whoever drinks it for three rounds. Cool beans. We're not going to be that much used today, but still worth the practice. Uh, first thing in the morning, I am going to uh, try touching that plank of wood. And also the shriveled express saplings to the staff. There is a both happy and sad feeling coming from your staff. All right. Breakfast. Everybody wakes up. Pauline has gone ahead and made a nice big breakfast breakfast for everybody. Uh, you see that Rupert is still asleep on the couch. As anybody who kind of comes out there to grab food, um, Pauline and Nasia are just kind of sitting around the table. Merrick should arrive today. Oh, well, that'll, that'll be useful when he gets here, I guess. Um, I mean, I knew when he brought Rupert home that something was up, but I guess I just never realized exactly what was up. Kind of curious what Merrick is doing with him. I mean, I've never known him to be anything other than, you know, somebody who's taking a lookout for everybody, so I can't imagine mm. there's any kind of scheme to it.
Yeah, I'm just not so sure anymore. Well, everybody eat up. Um, everybody's going to be hanging around again today. Is there anything that, that we need here? Should I go out and try to find supplies? Oh, I mean, we got plenty of food and everything to be able to get through from, you know, the, the, the stocks that Nasi has gotten here. So I think we should be good. Um, you know, it's just if I didn't know what, what y'all were doing, uh, you know, I, I, I've been trying not to drop too many eaves on y'all's conversations because all of this is way above my head, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, to maybe simplify it a bit. We are planning on confronting whoever has been causing all of this chaos tomorrow. We are expecting allies and forces to join us, hopefully. Did, I, did I see on that cheese board that... Uh... Fire was making something about and y'all being exiles now? It's the running yeah, theory, right? Um, yeah. We, yes. Yeah. We were forced to defend ourselves while the Guardians were, have been away. Which frankly feels like bullshit, but yes. It is yes. bullshit. This whole thing is bullshit. And that is my point. Also, Crete, does your mom like totally know she's going to be in exile if she brings an army in here? Yes. She likely very well knows what the consequences of everything that is going to happen are. Oh. She's going to be coming with us? There's no coming, going anywhere yet. We don't, well, we don't know what's going to happen yet. You say that. <sighs> I don't know enough history to understand whether or not this will has a precedent. Um, My knowledge, it, this is pretty cut and dry based on what I've been explained on how Guardians and the Precincts and the Lars Refuge works. Oh yeah. As far as I'm aware, there's no like caveats to the rules. And well, so... I mean, there's always the one caveat to every rule in this world. The Grand Arena? Yeah. Anything that gets fought on there comes true. It's well, just you... made real, whatever the wish is. Well, yeah, but can't you not fight there unless you are a member of well, you can't, but someone else can always fight on your behalf. If somebody sure. else fights and their wish, I guess, is that you were citizens again, I, I don't see why it wouldn't be granted. But who would they fight in that case? Would it have to be against the Guardians? Because it doesn't seem like they really have a say in it. They just act. 
The Varenas are their construct to get the magic to fuel their spell. We already covered uh, this. Yeah, I don't I agree with Fio. I don't see any point in participating in the arenas anymore. In the long run, as much as it makes our lives more difficult as a people, I now see why it could be better for the Goliath to just leave the refuge entirely. Only travel to the Southlands? Yes. I mean, where else do we go? I need perception checks from everyone. Do my special eyes count? They do. That's a one. I'm apparently staring at my oatmeal, whatever I'm eating. What did you say, Crawl? Does Corbin get one? Corbin is not inside, so no. Uh, nine for Crawl. I got a nap. Well, Mr. Man with the special eyes, you are the only one who notices the very slight flicker in the shadows. Uh, I think here, I don't think Crate would bring his sword to the table, but he would have a dagger, so he would stand up, pull the dagger, and charge the slight of shadows. All right, roll me an attack with a dagger. Uh, it will be so with disadvantage. <laughs> Disadvantage? All right, yep. one more time. Uh, 15. All right, uh, you come in, you stab at the shadows, and at the very last second, the shadow moves out of the way, and your dagger goes into the wall behind it, and the black tabaxi that is looking at you goes, very interesting choice. Uh, I'm assuming that's light. It is. Crete uh, will pull the knife, the dagger out and look at him and say, what are you here for? I was wondering if any of you had seen Lev recently. He'll put the dagger away. Yeah. Yeah. Did he... Did he go message? Did he get back to you when I told him about the stuff we found? Yes, and okay. we acted on that knowledge. Lorala Morales already dead. Resic already dead. Beyond Axulta currently being hunted down. When you say already dead, did you kill them, or were they already dead? Both of them were dead before we could get there. Okay. Well, there's someone masquerading as Resic, and it looks like they're the actual person that's doing this. He sits there and he ponders it for a second. For some reason, that doesn't sit well with me. Resic is recently dead. Oh, how recent? Well, maybe not. 
Within the past day or so. Hmm. That's kind of pokes a lot of holes in our theory. Because he was using spells and things that he never really should have had any business doing using. He still could have borrowed the power from something or someone else. You think that someone else just killed him and replaced him after he was no longer useful? Or they captured him and used him for information and other oh. reasons and then killed him when he became less useful. Yeah. Very true. Um, another follow-up kind of question. Lev, we saw him only, what, two days ago? A day ago? Yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yesterday. He, uh, he actually went to rescue Rupert, and I point to the sleeping child. I mean, Rupert's eating breakfast at this point. No, he's sleeping. He's oh. still out cold on the couch. And for some reason, only Rupert came back through the darkness. He said that he thought Lev was behind him, but he doesn't know what happened to Lev. But he did mention he encountered something in the darkness. Yeah, what is the darkness, and are you used to finding other things in there? There's only normally my people and Nevix within the darkness. What, Tabaxi? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, what, I thought your people were Nevix. Yes, my people, the, the, the followers of Nevix. Oh. You just said your people and Nevix. Yes. He means the entity of Nevix. Mm -hmm. So what does Nevix, does he usually talk to you when you guys are walking through? Nevix has only spoken to me one time. About imbalance? Right on the money, Miss File. Mm-hmm. Would you say his voice was something akin to, like, shattered glass rubbing on shattered glass? You see the edges of his tabaxi face curl into a smile, but he doesn't respond. Well, the only explanation we have at this point is your Nevix took Lev. Or I mean, he was captured. So highly Rupert doubt. killed him by accident. Oh, Rupert wouldn't do that. Agile goes to start casting a spell. Whoa, 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 what are you doing? This is my house. I don't have the Akrana to care. Uh, can I Akrana see what he's casting? Yep. That's a 25. Natural 20. You see that the same unknown runes that you were seeing downstairs are being carved into the air. Wait, I know those runes. What are you doing? He finishes casting the spell and there is a burst of green energy that flashes through the room. And then it's gone. Everywhere in the room, except lingering on Rupert laying on the couch. 
Do you know what you have there? We're pretty sure. If you want to know where Lev is, and he points at Rupert. Oh. He's suggesting he did something to him? Mage hand. I have a feeling that your god child there may have accidentally, I will assume, absorbed Lev's energy. Like I said, accidentally killed by Rupert. You mean like a mana battery? Just absorbed his life energy right out of him? Has... Has he awoken? He's groggy. It's an active process. I see. Uh, Crete will move please. his body between Light and Rupert. Please, yeah, please don't harm him. <laughs> I am capable of many things, but I don't think even I can kill a god. All right, follow-up question. Raw writes it down in his notes. Um, what were those runes you were just casting? I've seen those before. They are... They are a form of magic that is of this world, and not the many worlds from where we came from. It is the true magic of this place. And what I cast there is an ability to detect the old divine. Can you can you show me how to do that? I could teach you the runes. I could show you the ways to do it, but he would have to allow you to do it. By he, do you mean Rupert or Nevix? No, the different. Spells of this world are granted by the gods of this world. And mine was given to me by a different one. So you've seen other gods? Several. Wait, but... Okay, bear with me here. How would my father know of these runes? Your father is most likely one of the most researched on the old world, which is why he knew the things he did and why he was useful to the people he was useful to. The runes that he used were being used to lock the Nessessons up. The Nessessons are part of this old world. They're in the, they're in the fabric of it. So why would the magic of this old world being used to essentially suppress itself. The Nessessons aren't of this world. The Nessessons are... The Nessessons exist because civilization exists. It is not because of any particular world that they are on. 
So the manifestation of our existence here. Precisely. So they used the magic of this world to concentrate these negative aspects, as they saw it, of our civilization, condense them into essentially a corporal being, or incorporal, and then lock them away. But it's like they could only do it after the gods here were defeated. Makes sense. Some of the gods would have to oversee things like death. And you can't have a god of death roaming around if you're trying to remove death from the equation. That was all done long before this. It couldn't all be part of some one single plan, right? The Nessessence didn't appear here at first. It was only after enough civilization built up. So the and gods were... Was this is before or after the gods were destroyed? The gods were destroyed shortly after the Nessessence appeared, after it was realized that their continued existence would be a hindrance at stopping the necessary balance. I need to know, who do the... Who do the Guardians work for? Like, they don't seem to have intelligence in of themselves. Or at least not significant intelligence. They don't work for anybody. They do what they were programmed to do. Well, yeah, who programmed them? The people of the dying calamities who wished to try and save themselves. The first... The first travelers? That's right. So they create these entities, these guardians. They uh, have them basically create a safe and secure place. Um, they start pulling in other people from other locations. They build up this massive civilization, kill the gods, lock away all natural forms of you know, death or greed or whatever, um, and institute this balance, all for some long flung plan that only vaguely makes sense to me but who wait who were these first travelers how did they invent something so impressive they were a people far more advanced than we are that's all i know and Likely what i know now and what I know now is that more of the gods are awakening. And if more of the gods are awakening, then the chains holding the Nessessence back have weakened. All of the Nessessence have found avatars. And suddenly, the guardians and their protectors have all been pushed out of their plans. I don't know what forces are at work in this world trying to make these changes, but I can see balance coming on the horizon. You, and he looks at you, Crawl. Consider your job done. 
and I will pass along my regards on how well you and your people did. And you, and he looks at you, Fio, since you're already exiled, I guess I don't need to kill you. I'll be going now if you have nothing else of me. What if we lock the Nessessence back up? He just smiles a little bit. You merely delay the inevitable. As this civilization grows, their power grows. And without the Jailer, there's no way to keep them at bay for long. What do you mean the Jailer? You wear his gloves. Yeah, that's what I figured. Isn't it so funny that the one thing that stood between the Nessessence and their purpose was a small little fairy who had a knack for tinkering. It's just kind of funny. It's not just a knack. It's the best there ever was. He just kind of half shrugs. Perhaps. Am I good to go now? Fine by me. Yeah. I you mean, see... you, you came here asking us a question. Hmm? I don't say anything. I just kind of cross my arms. I just came to see if you had seen him because you were the last people that I knew he had spoken with. And now I know where he's gone. Is Bev going to be okay? She was safe the last time I saw her, but I don't have any connection to her. I'm not going to go check in on her. Last I knew, she was in the Bladed Veil. Yeah, I do got one more thing, actually, before you leave. This might sound a little weird, but uh, let me know if you need any other help in the future. What? I was going to say something like, serious? N now that we know what the Guardians are all about, I, I kind of support them. But... Being in the know is better than being ignorant. He just kind of gives you a nod. And for the very first time when he gives you that nod, you do not think of it as a nod of a predator eyeing prey. You see that nod as someone who is incredibly powerful but is sh trying to show you respect. And then he turns and walks into the shadows. What was that? Why are you offering him our services? 
I didn't offer him your services. Mine. Oh, please. You know he doesn't differentiate. Whenever they recruit someone, they recruit with wide swaths, not individually. You it's not like you can say no. about Nevik's recruiting. Besides, I feel like I know enough. If he needs your help, then you have my help. Well, I, I greatly appreciate that, but you're, you are free to say no, depending on the, on the request. I know. All right. So I'm under the uh, belief that you're no longer interested in trying to lock the Nessence back up. I'm still judging myself. Not even, you know, trying to, you know, release the uh, unwitting avatars who are now being I, you know, trotting around. I definitely would like to release the avatars as they are unwilling, effectively prisoners in their own body, I have to imagine. I definitely want to release all of them. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, Agile Light, he's probably not going to be too big of a fan of that. Perception checks about Nevix. Perception checks yeah. all around. Fourteen for crawl. Ten. Seventeen. Oops. Wrong button. For trail. Uh, uh, let's see here. Bump. Okay. Continue. And so if we're ever going to, you know, try and free them, I just, I don't think we should be getting too friendly with someone who doesn't seem to have any qualms with murdering anyone. And everyone. I mean, they have rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their rules. Their rules. And whenever anyone has rules for themselves, that means those rules can be changed whenever they see fit. They're not really rules at all, are they? Because there's no one above them to arbitrate. True. Those aren't rules at all. Those are oh. guidelines. But we don't even know if those rules are going to apply anymore. With how powerful Nassessens have become and the movements of the Guardians, we have no reason to believe that what we used to know yesterday is going to stay true tomorrow. I mean, if that's true, then, then we can't know anything. And Exactly. Which is why we need to do everything we can to stay as informed as possible. Have, have any of y'all seen where Rupert went? Yeah, he's on the couch. You turn, you look, he is not there. No. Nope. Great, <sighs> will stand up and run down to the bakery. Uh, you go outside, and as you get to the, the door, you see that the ladder has been dropped down. Uh, as you go downstairs, the bakery front door is closed. You peek inside. There does not appear to be anything in there. Right as, right 
as you guys kind of get downstairs and you're checking that out, Trill, your alarm starts going off in your head. I'm racing right down. You get downstairs and you see that Rupert is down there. And you see that he has lain out the, the, the pages and the pattern. You see that he's gotten out that manila file and he's got it laid out. He's got a couple of other things that are that were kind of hidden amongst the stuff all pulled out and he's just kind of pouring over all of it. Someone's going to kind of yell out, he's down here, and then turn to him. Rupert, what are you doing going through my things? Oh, hey, I, I was having a really weird dream. And so, like, I was in, I was in this place, but I wasn't here. But there was, like, another guy here, and he, oh, yeah, he had your gloves on. And he was, like, working on stuff down here. Was he a fairy? So, yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. when I woke up, I just, I decided I would go see if this place was real. And it was all down here. I see you've already found the runes. Yeah, it looks like it's some kind of really insane thing. But, like, then there's, like, in here you can see that there's, well, there's, there's all kinds of stuff about, like, the gods and stuff in here. Yeah. Imagine. Um, how do you feel about that? I, I don't know, because... I'm starting to remember more things about, like, my past and stuff. Do you know anything about the Nessus incident yesterday? Um, I know that... I know that our world existed before them. And I know that... For a really long time, I kind of tried to help people, the the people who lived here. And I remember that a long time ago, that thing that that Trill gave, or that, that not Trill, that the crawl gave me yesterday, that was, that was a tree that I planted when I was, well... Not when I was younger, but a long time ago. And there were all kinds of people who ended up coming there and, like, living around it and stuff. And so, for a long time, I was their protector, and I kept them safe. But then... Then they started coming. And I couldn't protect them anymore, Trill. Who came... Those guardian things, there were a lot of them, and then they brought people who were casting all of these spells, and they were killing all of my people, and I couldn't stop them. And I, no matter what I did, I couldn't save them. And then I tried to use all of my power, but I'm not as strong as, like, some of my siblings are, because I... My cantrips and stuff like that are very strong, and I was very powerful at being able to help people get by, but it's not like I could use any kind of large magical effects. And then everything went black. 
and I was lost for a long time. Those people, they wanted a world where they could be their own gods. And I guess they saw you as an impediment to that. But not realizing that by doing so, they created the Nessessence. Because there's a natural order of things in this fictional world where they could be as gods doesn't work like that. So they had to lock them away. Is what my father did. Because it had to be done. And now things are unraveling. Are your other siblings still alive? I can feel them out there. Some of them. Others, I don't. Do you think they would come back if they were allowed to? Or is this more of a hellfire, end of the world, revenge situation? I feel like they're still asleep. Do you know if Nessessence can be separated from the avatars? Or do you not know anything about them? They did, I guess, come after you. Before I came downstairs, I didn't know. But now that I'm down here, if you can reseal the Nessessence in the cages, it looks like they'll be freed. But the Nessessence shouldn't exist at all. If, you're got, if you and your siblings came back, the Nessessence, like, they shouldn't... As long Wait. as this city exists, they will exist. But how? I mean, they shouldn't be concentrated like this. They should be spread out amongst all of humans. Is it... Wait, wait is it the Guardians? It is civilization itself which creates them. The fact that there are these large concentrations of people instead of a dispersal of people around the world. So as the people concentrate, so do the entities. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, that makes a lot of sense for Robert. And also, I'm not going to worship you. But I will give you offerings. Just felt I should say it now. You want to know something else I learned that I could do? What? You suddenly feel magic completely drain from you. And you can no longer cast cantrips. What the, what the hell did you just do? You don't believe in me, I don't believe in you. I didn't say I didn't believe in you, Rupert, you dick. I said that I'm not going to worship you. God. You don't believe in me. I don't believe in you. Now Rupert, you don't you're have being stubborn. Oh my god, Rupert, I'm going to kill you. Ugh. Maybe you should have been nicer to me instead of always trying to hoist your work off on me. Like that one time where you're like, look at me, Rupert, I'm having so much fun painting this fence. And then you tricked me into painting that fence for you. Well, to be fair, it actually was kind of fun. It was a nice day outside. But yes, I also didn't want to do it. Well, got your spells. Nope. All right, fine. I'll, I'll... If you say, Rupert, you are so cool and awesome and better than me, I'll give you your spells back. Rupert, you're so cool and awesome and better than me. 
I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Can you say it one more time for me? Rupert, you are so cool and awesome. You are so much better than me. Grand, divine Rupert, I am on awe of your presence. You feel your cantrips coming back to you. <laughs> Thanks, Rupert. Hey, I know that Merrick is supposed to be coming today. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here when he gets here. Why? I agree. Why? When did you get down here? Been here Master's been behind you like the whole time. He, she followed you down here with everyone else. Well, I, didn't, I was not looking. You pulled out to us. I know. It's very forgot. important that you know you have this moment, so we didn't interrupt. It's all. I, I was coerced I into love that groveling part. I was coerced, and you all heard him say it, right? I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. Fine. I'll worship you, but I'm not wearing robes. Um, Rupert, I want you to know you are free to choose what you want. What? It's true. I mean, yeah, it's true. We're not supposed to say that. Why? I don't know. I want answers. I need to know answers. It's about these damn gloves. Then ask Why? 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 Why Why don't you want to be here, Rupert? He knew what I was, and he didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he couldn't. Okay. Uh-oh. I mean, would you have believed him? No. We're, we're all on board at this point, mostly, right? Are, yeah. are everyone what? not on board? The fact that Merrick is helping to perpetuate the Guardians. I don't no, I'm not Merrick, on board. I don't think it's that simple, but I do believe that Merrick made probably the wrong choices in a number of different areas. Mm-hmm. Now, his feelings towards you is still not clear, right? He did find you. He did bring you back here and make sure you were taken care of. But, yeah, some of the other things you've done is a little sketchy. And, yeah, so I kind of agree. We need to better understand his intentions. But we don't, won't know his intentions if you can't ask him. I mean, he seems to be aware that... We can ask him, just not with Rupert around. Rupert needs to be somewhere safe. take care of himself at this point, from what I can tell. So... Also, I'm pretty sure he can't be killed. If Light said he can't kill him, I don't don't think anybody else can. Well, it's more than that. If he was actually a danger, and if Merrick actually wanted to hurt Rupert, he could have done it before he woke up. Unless he knew he couldn't kill him. Well, that's what I mean. But he could have imprisoned him. Look at the... Okay, well, you haven't seen it yet, but the runes. You know, these runes can imprison extra-dimensional entities. I'm fairly certain they could have done the same to someone like Rupert, but that was not something Merrick ever did. Or, from what I could tell, even seemed to have contemplated doing. I mean, it's possible that maybe after the prisons started failing, Merrick Jorgen had a change of heart. Possible. Maybe. I agree. We that don't we, know. You're right. I agree that we should talk to him without Rupert. Mm-hmm. By the way, Rupert, 
And I just like I go over and I hug him. At first, he's kind of like weirded out, but then after a second, he does the whole like one arm on your back, pat pat rub thing. Then I I touch the staff to him and I say, "Your tree still lives." That's adorable. And then Fire will go in and hug him as well. This tiny child's being hugged by two adults that he views as positive influences in his life and is just kind of confused at the moment because so much stuff has come up for him. The mm -hmm. Realizations of everything, what he is, kind of the same things you guys have kind of gone through with like the realizations of the world and everything like that. And after he's done kind of hugging you for a second, he goes, I'm, I'm going to leave for a little bit. Uh, Crete says, hold on a second. He'll <laughs> go over to the barrel of weapons and like dig in there and find a, a dagger. Or like if there's a dagger, like a knife, even just like a knife anywhere near here. Um... There is, in the, in the barrel towards the bottom, there is what would be considered a short sword for a fairy that, like, is kind of a dagger for a normal-sized person. Well, he'll pull it out. Like, check it to make sure it's not, like, a piece of shit. Real quick. Uh, masterwork dagger, essentially, is what you would think of it as. Okay, great. He'll... Put it away, kind of like sheath it back up, walk over to Rupert, grab one of his hands, put, put it in his hand and say, you're a man now. I'm a bad now. And immediately he casts Booming Blade, and you see it in, wrap around this blade that he has in his hand. Oh. And you're having a go of me. What? No, I'm not going to attack anybody. I just wanted to make sure I remembered how to do it. Okay. So, do you guys have anything to say? Because I want to talk to him for a bit. Does he react at all when I say your tree still lives and I touch the staff to him? He he does not. Okay. Uh, the fact that the this tree is shattered is still very fresh in his mind, and if anything, it kind of makes him retreat a little bit from you. Okay. Hoping I would talk to him, but apparently not. Um, Rupert, you already know how I feel about you. Keep being awesome, bud. I'll do my best. Master, do you want to have a quick chat over here? Yeah. He walks over and he casts the message spell again, and he casts it on you. Okay, we should be able to talk. Perfect. Okay, so firstly, I was going to say, yeah, if you need us, you call for us, okay? Okay. Um, now, I also wanted to kind of, like, understand, like, I know, like, cantrips is your thing, but can you do other spells? I can do other spells, but when I do them, I only do them like the regular spell. I can't, like, make them extra cool. But well, like, that's okay. I could cast all the spells, yeah. But do you know them already? Um, well, I know all. I don't know all the ones that come from where you come from. So, like, 
some of them I didn't know and I learned from you or from that book. But, mm -hmm. like, I know a whole bunch of spells because of living here and, like, what my siblings could cast. Okay. Well, okay. With what had happened with um, the Goliaths and you getting captured and whatnot, I was thinking, hey, maybe we should look at some spells to help you get away from people that you don't want to be around. And so I was thinking maybe a next good one would be Misty Step. Misty, you know that one? Misty Step. Misty Step. Uh, um, no, I don't think I know that one. It can be pretty handy. Can you show me? Yeah, sure. So... Do you just misty step across the room? Yeah, is is Trill like 30, 30 feet from me? Um, probably like 15, 20, but yeah. Okay, so I'm going to misty step behind him and be like, hey. Nah. If you see seconds later, Rupert disappears and reappears behind you. Nah. What are you guys doing? Teaching. Ugh. Misty Step can be both for, as we can see, sneaking up on someone, but also getting away. Sometimes people are faster than you, and it gives you a little bit of an edge. Or you can go up somewhere high, so keep that one in your arsenal as well. Okay. Anything else? Is there anything that you would like to learn? Um... Well, since I'm only talking to you right now, Master, I did remember something else. Okay. My name's not Rupert. Well, yeah, we kind of assumed that. So, you know about, like, do, do you know the spell Tasha's Hideous Laughter? Hmm... Like, I've heard of it. Like, it's you, not in my spot. You know how, like, there's Jim's main ma ma magic missile? Uh-huh. I have a lot of Jim's other tricks. Yeah, so I actually, the spell that I originally created a long time ago, I put my name on it, too. Maximilian's Earthcraft? But over time, I guess it kind of got, kind of got changed. Okay. But my name is Magehan. Hmm. Do I know it, that name? It, it mage hand. <laughs> Would you like us to call you that instead? I just wanted you to know everyone else could still call me Rupert, you know, okay. names being power and all master. You told me that information is key, and I mm -hmm. just I didn't want to hide that from you. Well, thank you for telling me. That's rather sweet of you. Hey, I'm going to go, and... Okay. I might be gone for a little bit, but I'll come back, okay? Okay. 
And you know you can always message me, even just to say hi. Okay. Okay. Suddenly the entire room is enveloped in shadow, and then it vanishes, and Rupert is gone. I was actually feeling kind of sad about that. And as the realization that Rupert is gone starts to settle in, you hear the flapping of incredibly large wings from outside. And that is where we are going to end tonight's session. Mm-hmm. <laughs>